Weird Science DC Comics podcast will spoil this week's comic books and use very, very naughty words. If either of those things upset you, go listen to NPR. When you eventually grow a pair, don't worry, we will be waiting for you. Thank you and enjoy. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! Science DC Comics Blogs Podcast. Now, I had this whole thing I wanted to do about us recording on Valentine's Day and us being inconsiderate assholes to our girlfriends and wives. Mm-hmm. And then my computer got screwed up and we could not record. And I could I could have just done it again here and just played along with it, but we're going to keep it real for you folks. Keeping it real? Keeping it real. By the way, I'm Jim. Oh, jeez. I'm Eric Shea. <laughs> You're still, what an announcer you are. I'm trying to keep it real, and you want everybody to know who you are. Keeping it real up in the field? Is that uh, what you're know doing? What I don't know what that means. I don't either. All right. But, yeah, it's it's weird. We're used to recording on Saturday nights. And now when the sun is up, this thing's fucking killing me. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's what? Right now, it's even. It's not even just Sunday. It's Sunday, 4.30 right yeah. now. And I'm already tired because... We were trying to get everything together last night, and then me and my uh, son Rafe didn't go to bed until like two. Yeah, I, I was a three for me. After we got done, we went to uh, Wawa. Well, uh, well, we went to Wendy's, and I got a baconator. Had a stomach ache. <laughs> Who gets a baconator at freaking midnight? No, it, was, it was late. Hey, they're open till like two. Uh. That's better than when I was kid. It was midnight. That's where like the stoners all like con- congregate at, like yep. right at midnight. That's a Taco Bell. Now we didn't have Taco Bell back then. That's true. You're an old <laughs> man. <laughs> but uh, last night we were trying to record, and my fan on my computer was just sounding like a buzz saw. Yeah. And so it no, just it, it ruined... sounded like a chainsaw. <laughs> it just ruined any kind of recording we tried to do here. So I, I got a different computer now and set it all up. And it was crazy though, dude. Because when we got done like trying to record, I went back out in the like to my desk, and I'm trying to take my computer apart. And out of nowhere, a bunch of sirens just like are going through my freaking apartment's lots and shit like that. And I look out the window; it's just like bouncing off my walls with the red and the blues. 
Yeah. <laughs> you started hiding a... stuff. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, all those people used to, what, came to your door every Fucking week, Verizon. you know, who knows? No, I think they thought you uh, kidnapped somebody or something like that. Oh, shit, I didn't even get to tell you. Um, Yesterday afternoon... And uh, this goes together with, like, the first podcast where I'm always, like, afraid of somebody knocking at my door just because I have terrible anxiety to that. Um, I'm sitting at my desk right, uh, reading the books for this podcast, and somebody tries to open my door. Really? I keep, like, I have a freaking deadbolt. I have the regular door and a, like, lock, and I always keep that shit going because I'm terribly paranoid. Mm -hmm. And I hear the freaking doorknob try to open up. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I get up and like before I can even get up to go check out my peephole, peephole, my peephole, um, I hear the door across the hall open up and close. <laughs> so, so it's the people across the the way. Yeah, like these. It's a new younger couple that's moved in and they're loud as shit, and I hate them so much. But uh, they're always having freaking people coming in and out of their house. You think somebody just thought got the wrong. The yeah, they got like the wrong, like the side of the building or whatever. And it's like, cause we're like diagonal from each other, but it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I opened up the door and like, you know, closed it really loud. So they know that I knew if that means anything. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, how my yeah. brain works. <laughs> You're the six foot five pussy. Uh, I don't think I'm a pussy. It's just that I've watched so many horror flicks that most people become desensitized from that. I'm oversensitized. I know everything that can get me now. Well, speaking of which, the the other day was your one of your favorite holidays. Well, that's the whole thing. Where I had this whole bit worked out talking about how it's this, you know, it's once a year where we show our love and blah blah blah, and it was going to be all about Friday the Thirteenth. I knew and it. Was gonna you were be... going to try to mix that in. Oh, I was going to do the whole this whole bit. I had it all worked out. I thought it was clever as shit, but it all got screwed up because of my loud ass fan on my laptop. But I yeah, spent that was, that was bad. Oh my god, yeah, it, it ruined all my bets too. So now we're just keeping it real and just bringing it right to you, and it's no fun anymore for me. No, Let's fuck no, it. No. We're shutting down the studio. Yep, <laughs> shut it down. But back to the thing. Did uh, what was the whole fiasco last night with the the sirens oh, and stuff? See, I'm taking apart this computer and I'm like, I'm moving back and forth. Um, because I'm laying on the ground at one point trying to get some, like, leverage on this goddamn thing. Because one of my screws was stuck, and I could knock it out. Do you ever work with those little tiny precision screwdrivers? Mm-hmm. I have this this set. It's, like, cheap-ass set that my girlfriend's grandmother sent me for Christmas. Actually, I have two sets because she sent me the same set twice over, like, three years from one another. But um, my hands are all torn up from trying to get this thing out from the amount of pressure I needed to work on this thing. Mm -hmm. And I have to stop what I'm doing, not from the pain, because outside I hear a woman screaming and yelling out, I can't breathe! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, That's what she was yelling. And the thing is, this is like... She don't want to get that bronchitis. This is across the street and across another lot. She ain't got time for that. I don't, I, I don't even know how, and the free, it snowed really bad last night. The wind yeah, was, I was, like, you, we had to go through the snow to get to Wendy's. And I, I can't believe you did that. That's crazy. It was, and the wind was blowing so hard it was going sideways, the snow. It was well, crazy. That's the, that's the thing, because I, I, I came into my bedroom to look out the window there, because uh, the, my living room's one, the couch up against, I didn't want to have to lean over it and shit mm -hmm. like that. And when I got out here, I couldn't see any people. It's just the freaking the vehicles, like for the emergency services, and the yeah. lights flashing. No people whatsoever. I didn't. I know, like the screaming just disappeared. There's no people at all, and just all this snow billowing off my rooftop. 
and it looks like something from The Shining almost, with the, you know, with all the snow. But that that's over exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the creepiest. It's fucking twelve o'clock at night. They're screaming. I look. There's nobody. It's like one of like a horror story where the house is haunted. Everything goes back to horror with you. I love. That's the whole thing too. With the the bit I wanted to do is where I wanted to hijack the podcast and finally talk about horror flicks because I love horror flicks so much. And but since uh, we have the site, comic books take up all my time from writing and talking. Yep. That I never get a chance to talk about horror flicks. And I hate them. And you hate them, yeah. So there's, there's never a chance. It's not like, even. I, I, it's not that I hate them. I just I have no desire at all to watch any sort of horror movie. In fact, I was going to watch Friday the 13th, the first one, um, right. the other day with my kids, because that's appropriate. They would, they would not get into it, though. It's, yeah. it's too dated. You're, you're like, your kids don't even like watching Indiana Jones because they think it's too dated. That's true. Yeah, they would. Well, uh, what was it that uh, uh, my youngest son, when we watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, said that the people... Oh, no, that was Bill and Ted when he said the people are talking old. <laughs> and he meant like old was like Bill and Ted talk. Excellent. Yeah, that's old. <laughs> No, I think it was yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think he said it looked old, and I thought he meant the, uh, the just the film, but he meant yeah. the era. But hmm. he, they didn't like it. Uh, they That's like cool. it. That, uh, they like it, but they, they bailed on it. They left. They got bored. I don't know. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies, but it does tend to get a little boring at times. I, I have a good time all the way through. Do you? Yeah. I'm sure you do. But on Friday, I got to, I sat down to do like one of those like rituals I do because honestly, I've been out of horror since we started the. It's almost two years now since we started the site. Yeah. And I have pretty much really gotten out of horror because of all the comic books. Mm. And I actually made a point on Friday. It's like I'm going to sit down. I'm going to pull out my Friday the 13th, and I'm going to watch some. I end up watching uh, some uh, special edition like. Yeah. Uh, How many did uh, you watch? Well, I'm saying I watched the, the, some special edition like featurettes on part six. I watched part seven with the commentary because I never get, like uh, my girlfriend was out and I never get to watch the commentaries when she's home because she can't stand all that nonsense. Yeah. But I, I love because I've seen these movies so many times. Well, I was like, going to say, I, the only way you can watch commentary and, and deal with it is if you've seen the movie so many times that you know what's going on while the commentary is going on. But uh, That's my I, opinion. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, but I, I watched the commentary to part seven and I watched the commentary to part eight, which Jason takes Manhattan as part eight and uh Friday 13th, The New Blood is part seven. Yeah. And I actually found out something new from watching the deleted scenes because part eight is one of the worst because they say Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, but that's the one where when I said to you, oh, that's the one in Manhattan. Yeah, he doesn't get to Manhattan. It's the last 15 minutes of the yeah. movie. You know, it's like they're, they spend the entire movie on a cruise ship, like graduating class, like, uh, like a senior trip uh, a cruise that Jason goes on and kills everybody. But I was watching the deleted scenes, and I, I don't know if I've never watched them before because this movie's, you know, not very good. Mm -hmm. But they make a point of saying all, in this deleted scenes, the stuff they cut out, obviously, that this is the last graduating class of Lakeview High. And okay. it's almost like it's pulling like a Freddy Krueger, like because Freddy's always after the kids of Springwood, that Jason, this is his last chance to get even with the kids that allowed him to drown back in 56. Okay. And so it kind of makes more sense if you think of it this way. I'm actually like, you know, I'm going for this, uh, trying to make it all cohesive in my mind here, but it's not going to work for everybody. But I see why he would go on this cruise ship and end up going after these kids because it's the last kids of uh, Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. well, it's not like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what? But, look, uh, what happened there? Uh, 
Horror is very important to me, and I don't get a chance to talk about. I'm talking. I I'm see. Gonna to, I'm gonna have to start a blog up for horror. Or some well, I shit. said your new podcast, uh, "Children Shouldn't Podcast with Dead Things." I That's love my, that title. That is I my suggestion that. for you. You get the hell out of here. Get your horror <laughs> talk. Get the hell out. Get Jody and Daniel on here, and this I'll did. switch over. Yes, we're there. Uh, I'm gonna start. I don't know what else could I start. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins podcast. I don't know. Yeah. We were watching some hockey today. I'm out of it. I haven't watched it in so long. I'm saying I tried to watch a game the other day, and I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. Who's that? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, on so this Friday, you were watching all these movies. How did you have time for that? Because I stay up late and I watch movies, and there's a special vortex in my apartment that allows me to get a lot of shit done. I thought maybe it was you didn't show to work. That was not my fault. I was waiting for <laughs> That was not my fault. No. No, at some point on Thursday, I guess my alarm must have gone off again when I got in the shower. Okay. And, you know, you just push a button, the thing resets itself so it's yeah. ready for the next day. Jessica likes to go and turn it completely off. And she did this, I guess, because I didn't have an alarm clock for Friday. Yeah. So that's, so, yeah, I, I was waiting to hear at least from you that you were going to be late, what not, nothing. Well, it's a one, I'm telling you, by the time I got up, it was like 8 o'clock, I'm like, shit. And I got up, I got my coffee, I'm just sitting around, I'm like, I don't feel like going in anymore. <laughs> so I, I, sat, I sat around, I did some reviews, I, uh, what the hell did I watch on Friday morning? Um, I don't even remember anymore, that was like a week Saved ago. Saved by the Bell. Like, I wish, I can never find Saved Little by the Bell when I want to watch it. No. Happy Days? No, Laverne I did watch something old, I think, though. Was it? Odd Couple. No, I wish I could watch some Odd Couple. Quincy. How come it seemed like there were better shows on TV Land back when I was younger than I there are know. now? There is. Well, I'm, what it's on TV Land now? Do they even have TV Land? They are. I fucking looked it up on demand. It's all this like weird, like newer programming. I don't recognize any of it. Like uh, shoving buddies. <laughs> yeah, shoving buddies. <laughs> Stuff like that. Shoving buddies. Uh, but, this guy and that guy. So all in all what I'm trying to get with this point here is like Friday the 13th very special watch some Friday the 13th flicks uh, I hope all of you out there did as well and then Valentine's Day instead of doing something special and important with our significant others we tried to do a podcast that failed terribly and Jim got a Baconator and I peeped yep. out my window of tragedy yes I, the, um... best, <laughs> the best part I was talking to you though I went on my Facebook then because Knuckles lives across the street Knuckles. he moved in there a couple of months ago I haven't even talked to him since a buddy of mine he moved nice. across the street. I haven't talked to him. And his wife put on something how, oh, there's a fire in our apartment. I'm thinking, yeah, leave it to fucking Knuckles to start a fire. Knuckles, it's like when Jimmy one. moved over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a guy we work with that moved over where Eric lives. And the day he moved in, uh, what we could gather is he put a box down on the stove turned the stove on, the box caught on fire, it caused all sorts of fire damage to the roof, and then he complained. They moved him into a different apartment, right? You know, this is where he, he, he's going to go live, and now they moved him another apartment, and then he just complained nonstop the about this other, uh, other apartment. But, yeah, that's how some people are. Because I was friends with the leasing agent at the time, and I used to go talk to her all the time, and she, I mentioned him, and she's like, oh, my God, you know guy <laughs> guy complains i uh me and my son rafe went to go get what did we uh we went to get some groceries earlier yesterday morning and we got a present for tanya 
Oh, did you? Nice. Uh, You're yep. better than me. And a card, and then we got a card from the kids, and then somehow that ended up with uh, Tanya saying that something was up, that I never get her presence. <laughs> I thought I must be hiding something. <laughs> but... I, All right. don't, I don't know how what I'm hiding except that I'm always in the house. You're, you're hiding your love, big yes. boy. Hiding your love. I was. But, uh, you know. Let's get, on, let's get on with the show. You want to get on with the show? It is weird doing it during daylight. So I know. It's but, throwing my whole game off. Yep. And here I have uh, Mountain Dew. All right. I have tall another. Boy? I have no, just a 20 ounce bottle. Then I have another uh, what cup of Mountain Dew. Then I have half of an energy drink, and then an unopened energy drink. This is more than you have when we do a podcast I'm, at 9 o'clock. I don't know why I'm, I'm exhausted right now, but you know what there is? What's that? News. Woo! News. News. What we got in the news this week, well, brother the boy? First, the first bit of news, I know that I uh, talked a little about it to you, but you weren't too thrilled with it because you still, to this sense. moment, swear that they're not getting rid of the new 52. And they announced at the DC uh, Comics retail meeting, the retailer meeting where they get together and tell yeah, all the retailers, hey, this is what's going on. We want you to buy this and that and the other thing. They mentioned that every one of the 40 Convergent com- Convergence comics in May will feature a new eight-page insert of an upcoming June mini-relaunch comic book. Now, you realize they call that June mini-relaunch which means half of the books are not New 52 at least. I understand that. So that does not mean the New 52 is over. It's We're gone. Still it's not a brand anymore. Look, until Dan DiDio comes to me and explains everything that, down to it. He a, said that it's when done. When he comes to it's me done. and explains it, I'm not letting the shit go. You're not letting it go, huh? No. Yes, you are. Because these stories in these Convergence things are not, they're not previews. They are all original stories by the title's creative teams and will not be reprinted in the issues themselves. So when the new issues start, these won't be uh, reprinted. Uh, They will be free online and device things and whatever and then will be reprinted when the books are collected. But supposedly these are going to be, you know, little stories to get you into what's going to be going on. And uh, what I thought was, are we going to review these individual stories? Like when you do, say you have Convergence, (laughs) Superman, Lois Lane, whatever that one is, and it might have uh, the original story of Superman doomed in there. Are you going to uh, review that with your review? Are we going to review them as separate entities? Are we just going to ignore them? Like sometimes I do with... uh, the uh, what are they called? The add-on stories at the end. What are they called? Oh, the backups. Backups. I'm out of it. Not the hell yeah, you're getting with there's that. a lot of times where the backups. <laughs> I get to that and whew, backup. I'm gonna back this up and forget about it. You know, I read them, but I'm I'm already tired from reviewing a book. You know, all that writing, that Jesus reading Christ. and writing gets me tired. Words are hard. They are. But um, I said uh, they're not gonna have any of the older books. The other what 24 books that are already out 20 well what is what is the the stats now i think it's 25 25 like, it is of the 25. old books and then 24 new ones yeah we said there's 49 books which is also a thing i like to point at that there's not 52 books there and you'll say there hasn't been son of a bitch but uh the one thing that's weird in this is it did say the the headline that they they announced eight page original stories for the new june and july titles 
Right. So to me, that means there's a couple at least that they haven't announced yet. That or they're just not going to put all these out in June. Like, they might get pushed back. Well, that would be weird. Like, all the, you, you're saying that the 24 new titles, you know, like some of them might actually not make it until July? Well, I'm saying, like, what was that one book that didn't even have, uh, it was uh, Justice League United, didn't even have a creative team yet. That's an old book. I'm just saying, though, I, you're right. I, that does, that's a terrible point to make. Yeah, um, it was ridiculous. But, all right, let's say that they are uh, just held back a little bit and aren't going to make their June. Uh, uh, you son of a bitch, stop. It's going to turn this into a morning zoo yet, folks. <laughs> that's I swear right. to God. Hey there, Pharaoh. Yeah, Pete and the Weasel here. Uh, I don't have God. anything on the, the morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to what we're talking about and away from your nonsense. Um, horror movies are great. and everybody yeah, That's what we're back to? <laughs> horror movies after that? I don't um, know. I thought that when they mentioned the July that it yeah, might mean it, it that could, there's some could, other book. It could possibly be. I'm just thinking right now that, like, it's just going to be summer pushed back a bit to July. Well, you know, a lot of people you – know, I don't know. How long do you think they these guys have been working on these titles? Do you think that it's I think I bit? think they were just contracted. Like, you know, they signed the contract, and then Dan Dio went online and said, look, we got 24 new books. And then just called them? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even know. They are like, oh, my God, I'm on this title. Ah, well, you did say that uh, when you talked to Pop Man, who does the art for uh, He-Man. Yeah. yeah, He-Man Attorney War. Not that that's in the new 52. It is a DC title, but you seem to have broke the news to him that there was a lot of books canceled. I know. It's, uh, I think he was calling, calling you back and asking you that maybe you can find him a job. <laughs> but well, I, that, had, that didn't have any effect on, on He-Man, but it was odd that he kind of uh, seemed uh, surprised. Well, Mike Blanchard sent me the news on this thing you're talking about. Yeah. And um, he's like, still no word on He-Man. And then it just became this big thing on Facebook about people like, He-Man's not within the regular comic. God damn it. I just want to know what's going on with He-Man. I don't want to get into a big argument over this. I hate you so much. Oh, come on. People love He-Man. Why, why are the crickets gone? I don't know. Why are the I crickets just gonna, gone? I'm going to have sound effects all, all podcasts. And now you alienated That's all, all I'm going to do. I'm not That's even going to talk. Uh, there is uh, some more news, though. The sad news. Uh, this probably affected you a little more than me because of your fandom. But uh, Gary Owens, the famed announcer of Laughing, yeah, no, not Laughing, died uh, at eighty. He was that was his big thing. He was, but he was also known as the voice of Space Ghost. I did love Space That's, Ghost. Yeah, as well as Blue Falcon, Roger Ramjet, Powdered Toast Man, and even I Batman. love Powdered Toast Man. Uh, he was animated as himself in Garfield and Friends, The Fantastic Four, Eek the Cat, and Bobby's World. So uh, I and basically, and basically, any time there was an announcer in any of those, it, it was him. He was a huge announcer. So you're telling me in 20 years' time that Joey Fatone, who's now the announcer on The Family Feud, is going to be uh, yes. like you know he's going to be animated in to be the He'll voice be animated cast. in uh, Bobby's World. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be back, right? <laughs> yeah, Howie yeah. Mandel's going to be back and freaking saying elsewhere in Bobby's world. There, Joey Fatone, to me, he's a big enough guy. And I don't uh, mean girth. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Fat One, I got you. Joey Fat One. But, yeah, I mean, the guy was an NSYNC. Mm -hmm. He's the announcer of the Family Feud, right? Yep. Why don't they show him on camera? They always <laughs> just – but he mentions his name. So it's big enough for him to mention his name. But then they just – he goes, I'm Joey Fatone, and here the – you know, here's Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey comes out, but you would think that, you know, when they do the announcing thing and they show the guy at the mic announcing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't know why they don't do that. I don't think they've done that in uh, 15 years. 
And this will bring it back. I like that. You know who <laughs> they used to show? Who? Gary Owens. Oh, yes. Yes, they, they did. did. And um, what's his name who was on The Price is Right? I know. I'm trying to think of his name the whole time, and I can't. Guy was a flamboyant <laughs> fella. Yeah. Didn't he used to, did he, he didn't wear bow ties, did he? It's been so long. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I. I don't even. I haven't watched Prices Right since Drew Carey took over. It's just not right without. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm not big on Drew Carey. Uh, But what is the next piece of news? Up the next one is there is going to be a new, new Suicide Squad. Yeah, this is actually the most interesting bit of news we've had. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's weird because I didn't even know about this news. I saw it online, and then it mentioned that it was in every book uh, this I month. I didn't see any of it. I them. didn't either. I, I guess it, maybe it just started this, this week's books. Well, unless yes, yeah, so, because every issue's had that suicide. Well, that's the problem. It's, be, it's behind that. It's yeah, after I don't, that. I haven't looked. Yeah. And that Suiciders preview came out last month. Right. I read it. I really like it. I was interested in uh, reading that. But now, with, with it in every book, I get to that done. Exactly. That is, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, that's the end. So I didn't see it. But uh, the new lineup, and it's funny because I was going to save this because uh, New Suicide Squad is one of the books that we are doing tonight. It's one of right. this week's books. So I was going to save this news to talk about you know the, the team then, but we're going to put it in the news. But the new lineup is Parasite, Woo! Black Hand. I don't understand that. Poison Ivy, Reverse Flash, Uh Cheetah, and A Court of Owls Talon. That's what I hated. It would have been a perfect spot for Calvin Rose, but if you Mm. actually look at the picture of this, it does not look like Calvin Rose at all. Yeah, I think, well, remember when Calvin, at the end of Talon, he kind of got his humanity back? Still. And I think that, I think it would have been good. I love Calvin. I I don't know that we're ever going to see him again. No, I don't but think so. Either. Court of the Owls talent is so generic. You might as well. Well, the team What's, now has some man bats. You might as well just have like that. that. And the other funny thing about that is in the uh, new Suicide Squad, the, the right now we're on the second team. This will be the third. Uh, of the second team, Reverse Flash is the worst. He's the worst yeah. character in it, but yet <laughs> there he is in this one. But uh, I like the team it's just i'm wondering where like i wouldn't mind if black hand was out of this and black mana stayed yeah, i like well. having i like having the one guy who's kind of trying to be in control and trying to get things i don't see where this is i maybe that's what they want maybe it's going to be amanda waller just trying to control these bunch of lunatics who you know what i'm saying is black yeah. hand going to be the leader I say I think it's going to try to be reverse flash since he's been there the longest now. Yeah, maybe poison <laughs> he's ivy. Going to, he's going to try. I think you know. Yeah. I, I have no idea how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't out. know. Like, he, not... But again, reverse flash isn't a guy who strikes me as somebody who's going to lead people. Near me either. Black though, hand. I think he'll maybe. try to put on that personality. Like, hey, yeah. I've been here the longest. I have seniority. Yeah, yeah. Respect he's been there me. for like three weeks, <laughs> and he's terrible. Every every issue, he gets hurt. But now I I like this team. I just don't understand how Black Hand gets you know put in with this from the power that he wields, you know? Yeah. He's already a dead guy. I don't think he's worrying about his head blowing up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, that's that's about it for the news this week. Uh, I dig that team, though. That's the best part of news. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I'm looking forward to it because I'm telling you, the book is uh, right now after, what, seven issues? It's already getting stale again. I... um. I actually, um, because of the extra time, if we would have done the podcast last night, I had read 
uh, Suicide Squad, but I hadn't reviewed it. I reviewed it this was it this morning or last night? Yeah, it was this, this morning. morning. Yeah, it was this morning, and I, I'm I'm done with it. Uh, I'm not done with it, but I'm I'm getting bored with this current storyline. That's the one good thing about Suicide Squad. It's you know other books you have an arc and it doesn't go over well. You kind of have to regroup this. You just make a new team. Yeah, that was, yeah, the, that was the best part about the original Suicide Squad, but like my favorite bit was, I think, uh, between issues 9 and 19, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I could be off on that 9, but I really dug that team and then got switched up. You know, that was already switched up. At yeah, well, they had, uh, that up. was with, what, King Shark and... King Shark, Harley, yeah. Deadshot, Yo-Yo, Voltron. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't know if it's Voltron now that I said that yeah, out loud. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, uh, was Boomerang on that, too? No, Boomerang was already out was at already that point. Out. Yeah, um, I don't like Boomerang in, in the new one right now. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, he's he's always been a jerk. You know, mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang is like one of those people that you always want to throw in the Suicide Squad because he's been in the, that character for so long in yeah. this book. But he really is not one of the most enjoyable characters of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the news. Woo! And guess what, guess what we have next? What do we have next, sir? We have listener mail. Oh, yeah. See, you were yelling at me last week because I was begging people. <laughs> to, to write in. And, well, it wasn't really begging. We gave our email out for the first time last week. Oh, I was week. begging. That was pretty much begging. All right. And, and it worked somewhat. Somewhat. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, if anybody wants to send mail, I think I said that if you sent mail, you might even be able to be on the podcast. We just yeah. let anyone. Wasn't that what we said? But uh, the <laughs> actual. Uh, Never throw weed yeah, in there. The email is uh, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. So if you want to send in any mail, uh, you can because this week we do have three pieces of mail. Yeah, they actually pieces now. Uh, I wish I had the envelope. I got. <laughs> but uh, the first uh, one you can pull a whole Johnny Carson. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Then I'll, I'll do the uh, Sim Salabim on my head. Uh, the first one was from a Harley girl, and what right. she wrote was, "What June book are you most looking forward to, and the least?" And I'll let you go least. first. Yeah, and the least. Oh, man, you're going to throw this at me? Like, well, you, that's, told I, me you told I told me you that. the best, not the least, No, though. I told you that. I, I had the whole thing. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe I wasn't yeah, Maybe if you were at work on Friday, yeah, we could have went over it again. <laughs> Watching your well, Friday the 13th. Look, it's very important, Is that right? the, the, uh, your favorite June book, Friday the 13th, 6, your least Friday the 13th, Part 8? <laughs> I you know don't mind. The... I prepared. All right, well. I no, got, you I go first. What's your best? I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Well, you, I did got a, the... you did a list last week. Exactly. So that's so pretty that's what, easy. That's easy. My The book I'm looking forward to the most is Earth 2 Society okay. because I love all the Earth 2 characters and I want to get back to some sort of, you know, reasonable kind of book because, like, since World's End's, like, come in. She the never asked become... why. She just wanted to know. Oh. No, well, go damn. on. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> being a jerk. Um, well, no, he just threw me off, but... I want Earth 2 to be good again, and I want, I've been wanting to see the Earth 2 wonders get together and form the Justice Society since Earth 2 began, and I want to see how it works out with this new pseudo-relaunch that Jim likes to keep talking about. Mm-hmm. But mini, no, that, what did they call it? Mini-relaunch. Yeah, mini-relaunch, but I, want to, I love these characters. I want to see them all together, kicking ass and taking names, and that's my, the book I'm looking forward to the most. What's your least? And my least would have to be... Section eight, probably. I've never, I was never into Hitman growing up, and I. I What is Hitman? Hitman was a comic. Every time I hear Hitman, you think of the video game? Yeah. 
That's yeah. what I thought of, and um, I don't know anything about the comic, and I didn't want to say anything before because I don't want to sound stupid, but now I, I just I don't care because I've heard over and over again a lot of people talking about uh, Hitman. And, yeah. in fact, wasn't the bar from Hitman in Future's End, wasn't that what was claimed before? The Wounded Duck? No, it was something else. There was a comic that somebody mentioned, a podcast I listened to, mentioned that one of the bars in the comic, I don't think it was Teen Titans, for some reason. <clears throat> I forget what it was. It's, well, anyway, it's a tangent I, I have means no, nothing. I have no background with these characters. I don't care. I'm not revealing it, so it all works out for me. Yeah, well, my <clears throat> most uh, – look, actually, when we got this – this uh, email, I went and looked at all the books again, and my God, I'm really not looking forward to uh, uh, any of them. Wow. Uh, I have to be honest. Uh, nothing it's good really. Thing, it's a good thing you don't write for a DC Comics yeah, website. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be good. Maybe I can uh, hate for hate's sake. And we, oh, we've talked about it before. A lot of times when we get a book that stinks. I, this is another thing. I hear a lot of other people talk about doing reviews, and they're, oh, we don't like to do bad reviews. And I hate it when. A, I love writing a bad review. I mean, not obviously every review I write is bad, but yes. I'm saying a, a review of a bad book. Sometimes it just it kind of lets you clean things out, and you know, it's like a palate ref- cleanser that you just get all your hate out. It's but, like punching uh, a pillow. Yeah, but the the worst is is uh, I don't know about you. I also love to write a, a review of a book I love. Yeah. The worst is a book that's kind of a five out of ten, a mediocre book, and to me. When I look at all these books, that's what they all seem to me. It's just like, eh, I'm not really excited. But uh, the one I thought I'm looking most forward to is probably Bizarro, which is so probably a six-issue six mini. And yeah, yeah. It, and it's probably I'm probably the only one who would say that. But uh, it all goes back to our crazy uh, Christos Gage. Uh, flowers for Bizarro. Flowers for, for Bizarro story and Adventures of Superman because – I claimed that that was the, one of the best uh, Bizarro stories I had ever read, and it was because I hadn't <laughs> read many. So I'm looking forward to this. Plus, I look at it, and the the um, character art is kind of fun looking. I, style. Yeah, it's a cartoony style. I'm not familiar with the creative team really, so I'm just looking forward to see what they do. Uh, also, it's another one that uh, to me proves. That there is no new 52, and I like to shove it right in your face because this isn't the new 52 Bizarro. And, no, uh, I know that. Yeah, so, and it's a six issue mini. I'll enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. Nobody gives uh, a shit about a six issue mini. Yeah, it doesn't the, have to be in continuity. I'm the fine. thing I'm least looking forward to is Superman related as well. It's that doomed. And again, we, we talked about it last week, and we were laughing because we were looking at the picture, and we have no idea what it's about. And I, I'm Everybody's assuming it's something to do with the Doom storyline, but it may not be. Uh, it has to be. No Scott Liddell's a weird, weird guy with stuff like that, that he would even play around with that to try to screw people around. That. From that picture, I don't know what it's about, uh, but it's Scott Liddell, and I've not had a... Uh, a great relationship with his, him and his writing in the past. Yeah, it's, so. it's been a rough patch. And I'll, I'll be doing that book. Yep. I'll be reviewing it. So Honestly, going back to the news, though, that is the one piece that I'm looking forward to seeing that like little eight-page insert. Yeah, to see what it's about. Exactly. Yeah. That and Green Lantern Lost Army are the biggest ones I'm looking forward to read of those. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, again, maybe what we'll do uh, when those come out, we'll not review them. But maybe we'll actually have a section in the podcast where we'll talk about them. 
works for me. You know, instead of like news that would those that bunch of months, we'll just at the beginning we'll talk about it, see what we think about it, maybe give a little uh, pseudo review on the podcast. Works for me. All right. The next uh, mail is from Cadmus fan. Who's a All Cadmus right. fan? I, you are. You like Cadmus. I don't like Cadmus. <laughs> okay. Here's uh, they write. When are you getting yo? Shit on i up on iTunes. When yo. are you getting yo shit up on iTunes? I like Cadmus fan. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's from the street. That guy. Um, well, we signed up uh, the podcast to be hosted on Podbean, which uh, a little shout out. It's weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com, and uh, we submitted it to iTunes, and it should be within a week or so. Unless they don't like us. Yeah, that's quite possible. A lot of people don't uh, like us. The worst is when I submitted it first. Well, first off, we had a lot of issues with the uh, cover art for the. Th- I never would have imagined it be that much of a freaking pain in the ass to do this cover, cover art for the podcast. It took me hours because I kept trying to use our picture from the site and it wouldn't take it. And it was saying something about RGB color space. I don't know. But the other yeah. thing was every time I tried to submit it, I kept putting that. Uh, it it has uh, foul language. Yes. And it kept reverting back to clean. <laughs> and I didn't want them to listen and then and not accept <laughs> us because of that. So I kept having to do that. That was a real pain in the ass. And uh, that was that. And the last mail is from John. Just John. John. And John wrote. What's going on, John? You guys suck. Awesome. Just kidding. You stink. <laughs> And that was, that was his mail. See, so, that, that guy took all that time to tell us. So that now, you, now, you, now you know that we will read pretty much anything on oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. All right, John. John's Good an from avid you. listener. We <laughs> suck. Just kidding. You stink. Actually, I think it was you guys suck. Just kidding. And then he was looking at you. Oh. And you stink. And he oh, meant that, your that awful, awful B.O. I don't think I have awful, awful B.O. I, I don't think you have deodorant. That's what you have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's what I say. And uh, that's it for the news. And the viewer or listener. Uh, the viewer mail. And the viewer listener mail. mail. Yeah, the listener, listener mail. mail. Yes, you're going to do that. And you know what? Yeah, I was actually, while I was thinking, I almost said that about six times two. Yeah. You know what six times two is? Twelve. Twelve. You got Good. it. Good. Now, uh, we're going to take a little break and then come back with the books. All right. The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. Hey, Mr. T here. Have you ever been accused of doing something you didn't do? Well, it happened to me in Mexico City. And I got thrown in jail for it.
Yeah, and we're back, and we have the books, and we have how many this week? A lot. Not too many. Twelve. <laughs> we have twelve. I, I don't know. You can ask me a question. I don't have those kind a of numbers lot. in front of me. A few. <laughs> a bushel. Not as no, few we, as I would have liked. We have twelve books. I'm. What was it? That one week we had twenty. We have to cut it down. This one we could probably get through all of them. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I had trouble uh, with a bunch of mine. I had a weird week this week with my books that either I really loved them or I didn't like them at all. There wasn't a lot of middle ground for me. There was only one I really enjoyed, I think, this week. Really? Off the top of my head. Yeah, I, like I said, I had two that were really, really good that we'll get to, uh, but the others, there's a couple bombs. But we're starting out with you with uh, the new 52, Future's End, number 41. All right, that's written by Brian Azzarello, Jeff Lemire, Dan Jurgens, Keith Giffen, with art by Jesus Marino, Andy McDonald, uh, Dan Green, and colors by Hi-Fi. Yeah. We love Hi-Fi. Yeah, we do love Hi-Fi. We love, like, three of those guys on, on that whole list. Not going to say who. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I don't. I, I'm, it really gets to me with the, this and uh, um, World's End. That the trillion people that are listed. It, it oh, just, no. I, I don't mind this one with that because it's just you know you have four writers. I think they take individual issues. I don't know what they are off the top, like you know when I go into it. So I just name everybody. You know what's weird is um, we could go back and look because when we when you do the review for this and put it up, I I share it all over yeah. the uh, social internet space, and uh, I'll tweet occasionally. You know these guys and. Like one out of every four, one of them will retweet it. I'm, I'm assuming that's the one they did. Hopefully. And it's usually Dan Jurgens. He actually retweets some. Well, Keith uh, Giffen's not on Twitter, so we're not No, no, we can't do that. Now. I'm looking more at like Brian Azzarello and Jeff Lemire, but Brian Azzarello, either Just, he doesn't he doesn't know we exist. I'll say, but Jeff Lemire doesn't really send anything back to no, us. No, he did it at first, and now he's gotten sick of us. You probably badmouth him too much. <laughs> or we mispronounce his name because we, we're bad at names. Well, you're saying Lemire, and I'm saying Lemire, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we're, we're not sure. <laughs> Doing but, it all the <laughs> way. We know Dan Jurgens, though. Yes, but, no, actually, I just heard it's Dan Jurgens. Oh, kill somebody. Yeah, he's French-Canadian, I heard. <laughs> like we, Guy Gardner? Guy Gardner. But we do know <laughs> Hi-Fi. Yes. I love the, the colorist. So do I. They all they all have to have their crazy names. They remind Blonde. me they remind me of like uh, pop star divas. Almost, you know. Yeah, you won't say you have the like the ones I can think of that are crazy off the top of my head. Like you have hi fi, blonde, the yep. Horries. The Horries, I know. The Horries will come up later. That's there's, good. Uh, there's somebody else who's crazy yeah. There's too. A Snakebite Cortez. We got <laughs> which we're still convinced this is a real name. If it is, yeah, there I is. Wanna, there's some others I drink too. With that dude. I'm telling you, there's some other ones that that we're missing. He's uh, gonna have some stories to tell, and I want to listen to. Snakebite Cortez has probably done some field surgery. <laughs> uh, he's probably killed some endangered species with his hands. Yes. Uh, and he might have. He, he might have even downloaded some illegal uh, MP3. Holy shit! I know he's, he's a fucking he, rebel. He means business. But uh, what do you think about this issue? I read it. This is the and, first uh, Future's End that I've read uh, since number six. <laughs> well, with this issue, I was so excited last uh, last week because things had finally started happening in this in this book, which it's been a long time, it feels yeah, like. Yeah. But this issue kind of puts that on pause a bit. You're like, it's setting the stage for what's coming next. 
And while I, you know, kind of got a little pissed off that we weren't jumping right into the action where we left off last week, mm-hmm. which some might even say that they, we did, did, it just wasn't enough for me. I can appreciate it for the stage that it's setting because it looks like it's really interesting. No, I'll but, tell you, for just personally, reading it at least to me, it, it felt like something was le- it was leading to something big. Yeah, exactly. Which would That's be convergence, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. But it, it, at least reading it, I was lost with a lot of the stuff, but uh, it seemed important. Well, I like yeah, the way so it looked, too. We have the Stormwatch and the Justice League of America doing like a two-tier like battle, like the, uh, separating. We have half the team going off to space to try to stop the Brainiac puppeted uh, engineer from building this Brainiac skull ship up there. And then mm-hmm. we have Brainiac down below putting a dome over... Um, Manhattan, and which this is, is not like, huh? Which are the domes that are going to be in convergence? Exactly, the, yeah. this whole thing they're talking about—the domes in convergence. Which yeah. so this must be one of them. But yep. Hawkman has enough. He's, everybody's trying to talk engineer out of her brainwashedness, and Hawkman's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to go in." And when he does, we, there's all this screaming coming out of the skull ship, which is like it said last issue. I'm like, "What the fuck's going on with that?" And then Hawkman sees there's all the old DC continuity trapped within this skull ship, mm-hmm. just screaming out. And then they kill Hawkman immediately. And it shoots out and it becomes Hawkman throughout the multiverse in DC's history. And it's crazy. And then he just vanishes. So whether he's integrated or he's disintegrated, no idea. But Hawkman's out of the game. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, Adam actually ends up dying too in this issue, which is crazy. Because I, you know, I like the Adam the role he was going to take. As, you know, it, I know it doesn't matter at this point because we're not going to go beyond this story and the future of it. But I like the idea of the Adam running Stormwatch for some reason. I don't know. I really dug mm-hmm. it. But when he got blasted, he didn't have all these different multiverse or history versions of himself. So it's very odd. Yeah, yeah. I, I Like you said, I think that what they were saying was uh, Hawkman was kind of getting integrated. All the various uh, parts of Hawkman through the, the yeah, like uh, multiverse. Yeah, yeah. It's and, all, yeah. all of those, I think, are, were being integrated. Uh, yeah, I think Adam's dead. Yeah, it's weird, though. I don't know. Uh, but... The book wasn't bad. It just wasn't as exciting as I would have liked it to be. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And everybody's just getting ready for the big battle that we've all been waiting for. Uh, we had Batman uh, go to Frequency, Mr. Terrific and Terrific Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pla- uh, Plastique was with them and uh, Tim Drake. And they went their separate ways. Batman went after Mr. Terrific. And he's being taught. There's a thing, though. Throughout this series... Mr. Terrific's been getting talked to by some, you know, AI voice. It seems like you're assuming it's Brother Eye. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know I assumed it was Brother Eye, but I'm not too sure now. I think it might be a version of Brainiac actually talking to him this whole time. Because at the one point he's talking about, you know, express to me what it like, what it feels like, what you're seeing now with the dome and all the shit going down in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then at the end he's like, I know, I am the beginning and the end. I exist throughout time. And I can save you from your future, which, you know, his future is being a prisoner of Brother Eye, you know, 35 years from now. Yeah. So I don't, it just doesn't really come off uh, like feeling like Brother Eye. I was just, I actually went back and looked for that telltale where they say I, but spell it out with. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, E-Y-E. yeah, yeah. None of, none of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, and then. Yeah, and they were really like, pushing that at the beginning. Yeah. Like that was and, the real telltale sign when it was Brother Eye and you were exactly. integrated and all that. So none of that. So I'm actually kind of like interested to see where the hell this goes. Yeah. Um, when Batman shows up, though, even though Mr. Terrific looks like he's looking on in horror at what's going on around him, when Batman shows up, he's like, Bruce, I'm so happy you're here to witness this. So mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on with Mr. Mm-hmm. Terrific right now. But I'm saying, 
this is a hell of a fucking stage set to look like what's coming on uh, for next week and the weeks after that leading to the finale. Yeah, yeah. You know what I learned from this? What? That you do not call Tim Drake Robin. Yeah, he don't like that shit. Man, he gets mad. And uh, <laughs> and then when uh, uh, Bearded Superman shows up, that was that was pretty cool, too. It was cool, but he didn't. He he, yeah, fucking, yeah. he pulled a Superman, rushed in, got knocked out, and he's out of the fight. Yeah, now, yeah. It's like the dome is like you know left him out, and then like the Shazam acting as Superman does the exact same thing, gets yep. knocked out. Now we have two Superman out of the game. Yeah, but I, I did. I have to tell you that the thing when I saw the dome going up, I I thought that that was you know a little bit, but I thought that was really cool just because of what we know is going to happen. So like I said, that was probably what. When I said that it seemed like it was getting to something, that was my main thing. Was okay, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, it sucked when Adam died. Yeah, and Hawkman. If, it, if that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, no uh, idea. Like you said, uh, I don't think anybody thinks that you know that it means anything really. I look for meaning in things. I'm I an know. asshole like that. Yeah, you are. You're a real asshole. But no, <laughs> I, again, I mean it means something, obviously. But but what? what it means who knows uh, but, let's move on yeah the uh, next book i have and it's harley quinn valentine's day special number one written nice. by amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti with art by john timms tony silas ben caldwell and aaron campbell and i really enjoyed this i have loved all of harley's uh specials they had the um what was it? The Comic Con one, the Comic-Con, holiday Christmas. one. They didn't want to say Christmas. Oh, you can't, yeah, you yeah. can't say Christmas nowadays, but the <laughs> holiday one. And um, what I like is basically, I mean, is it? Am I uh, crazy in saying that these are annuals that yeah, are just well just annuals. seem to come out like every month and a half? Uh, I really enjoy them. And if anybody out there says they don't like them because oh, it, it doesn't continue the story, they can you know I'm going to punch them in the face <laughs> because you know what. Harley doesn't really have much of a story anyway. It's all just about fun and games and, and inappropriate laughter and all that. And these specials have that uh, galore. It's yeah. all that. And this one, I told you, it kind of had a um, Batman 66 vibe to me in uh, parts of it. But it was also great. What it was, it, it's set up. It's a Valentine's Day special. And what happens is Harley hears that there's going to be a bachelor auction where uh, Bruce Wayne is going to be auctioned off to the highest bidder to go on a date. And I have to admit to you that I... I love that premise. Yeah, I love that premise. I hate those auction-type things because I, I always think that I'll be there and nobody will bid on me. And of course they will. I'll be embarrassed. No, nobody would ever Ew. bid on me. Yeah, I could, I'd be like, ooh, they'd pay me money to stay home. <laughs> But uh, in in the issue, of course, she she wants to to win Bruce and go on a date with him. Uh, the problem is, is she doesn't really have a lot of money, and that's been kind of a, a theme in this book. The going is her always trying to come up with money, so she's always got. Uh, that's a theme of my life too. Yeah, really. <laughs> Maybe you should go to work. That's how you get a paycheck Ooh. once a week. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's something that you might want to think of. But back to the book. Uh, she's there. Well, at the beginning, there's there's a very, very odd intro where she's kind of being like a, a Titanic, you know, king. Yeah. And it's funny because she's kind of a combo of Jack and Rose. <laughs> and I'm, I, never, I never really have seen Titanic, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, I saw it by myself in the theater. 
that's just a little bit. See, again, that's why I, you know, I wouldn't go well in the auction. But uh, she's doing Cause, that. Because you're a sad sack. And yes. You probably sat there so, crying the whole so time. So Titanic. I remember when it came out, I just, everybody was all gaga about it. I had to go see it. And then I realized that it, it was the uh, the female version of Star Wars. Yeah. That they had. all Every every woman had to go see that movie seven million trillion times. Well, when it was re-released, like, you know, a month or so after it was out of the theater. Yeah. I went to go see an American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, yeah? When, when that came out. And I remember going down the like the, the hallway to the, the local theater that was around here at the time and thinking, holy shit, a, there's a line. I'm like, holy shit, a lot of people want to see this. Then I realized this was the line for Titanic, the one further down. So I walk in. There's two other people yeah. in the theater. See you American really, Werewolf in Paris. really thought that there was a line <laughs> to go see an American Werewolf in Paris. It was 97. What do you want from me? I was naive. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, hoping. So nobody was going to see that. <laughs> Uh, but in the beginning, she's there on a ferry. She's doing the old um, King of the World. And yeah. in in the um, Hudson River at that point, there is a guy, and he's picking up dead fish. It's an awful river. Uh, picking up dead yes, fish, Hudson. and he's he is going to have vengeance for these fish. And he is the villain, the mighty carp. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty hilarious. And in the meantime, you get Bruce. He's coming back from a little patrol. He's reminded that he has to go on this auction. And it, like I said, Harley wants to win. Bruce has to get the money. Now, craziness ensues, as always. She decides to rob a guy who's a Bernie Madoff analog. I said, what is his like name? Like, name's like Benny Runoff or something like that. Yeah, Runoff, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, uh, there's some dream sequences. Why there was all these artists as well. Uh, and the dream sequences are hilarious. The first one Harley has, and it's basically her married to Bruce, and Bruce wants a lot of kids, and Harley doesn't want a lot of kids. So it ends up uh, with Bruce getting her shot. Biggest and, her biggest concern is ruining her figure. Yeah, she doesn't want to get her figure ruined, so she has that. <laughs> and in the, in the end, at a point like all good dreams do, uh, Bruce has turned into a fish uh, that Harley uh, flushes down the toilet. And then we get on with it. She goes and robs, gets some money. They head out to the uh, auction. The auction. Harley wins the auction by slamming a woman in the, the thing violently. Now, that was the you, weirdest though, I, point. When I read this point, like it maybe looked like she maybe stuck cake in her face and then no. threw her down. But if that wasn't cake or something else, no, she her face her. is smashed yeah, all over the floor her. right she, there. She just completely bashed her face in. But what happens and is it, Bruce... Uh, the, the carp and his uh, sidekick, C. Robin, come in, kidnap Bruce. They want to hold him ransom to get money to uh, fund their research. They want to have this uh, fish farm. Wildlife preserve. Yeah, wildlife know. preserve. In the meantime, Bruce talks to them and realizes what, what the guys are saying actually is good. Yeah. It, this, this, the mighty carp actually has something there. He kind of says, okay, you know what? Let me go. I'm going to fund you. I really think you guys are on to something there. And then Harley comes in and beats the living crap out of them. <laughs> but before that, you also get a, another dream with, with Bruce, with Harley being Rob, and it's all a bunch of nonsense. Like it's I said, fun nonsense. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's just a weird It's a weird comic to actually discuss because it's all over. Yeah. It, you know, nothing really matters to the point it's just – Fun times, but that's yeah. why I wanted to stop reviewing it. Yeah, you start. I started reviewing. I like it because of that. Uh, yeah. You hated it, but and in the, in the end, uh, Harley goes on her date, 
makes out with Bruce, which I thought was odd because Bruce knows, you know, knows her and knows she's crazy, but he does kiss her. And no, then, she kisses him. Well, she kisses him, but he doesn't seem that upset about it. No, and then, well, then she, um, she walks away, and then Batman shows up, <laughs> and then Batman kisses her. No, she kisses Batman. Yeah, still, he didn't stop her, you know. And I, I don't know what I got there was that. What an extra taste. Do you think that? Do you think that he did that to try to, like, he was worried that she knew who he was, or it was just, just a funny that, thing that, that Batman he kissed showed her? up and then no, that he showed up as Batman then. Oh, because well, she's kind of going and she's waiting, and then he shows up, you know, and tries this thing. And and the one thing about it is is that it kind of um. It kind of points to where the book is going. The whole thing right. that they're trying to do is Harley has a crazy life. She's trying to do good, but she always ends up doing something crazy. Uh, but she's doing that, and that kind of ends the thing where Batman kind of comes to her and says, you know, you know, try to try to be good, whatever. Makes out with her and leaves. He does not make out with her. Yeah, he makes out with her. I saw Tom. He just doesn't say no. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's horrible to say. You were an awful person. <laughs> but uh, I really liked it. I gave it a 9.5. I liked it a lot because of uh, just what it is. It's just a fun issue. I really, really like the art, and I'm, I am not a fan of multiple artists. Um, but this It works book, here, though. It works. It always works with this. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of how they set it up with dream sequences and stuff, but because it's Harley um, – it always seems to work like that. But yeah, yeah I, and I liked every artist. In fact, I really liked the beginning when um, you first see Bruce and the. I really liked that that Batman and Bruce. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. I had a good time with the book. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. But uh, that's that. And the next book is uh, one that you didn't enjoy that much. Yeah, it's one I haven't enjoyed for a long time. It's not, yeah. I, I haven't been enjoying, but recently it's gotten a little bit better. And the next book is Earth Two Worlds End, number 19. Yes, written by Daniel H. Wilson, Marguerite Benet, Mike Johnson, and Colin Bunn. And too many artists for me to name, so I'm not going to. Hey, Tyler Kirkham's in there. Yeah, he's in there. So yeah. is uh, like Robson Rokin. Now so you're going to name I'm not getting him. into this. Fuck off. <laughs> I was trying to uh, trick I'm you. I'm not doing this. Um, but no, last week was a really good issue, and it was the first time that I saw that Colin Bunn was added to the writer's list of this. And I thought that Colin was going to get everything put together and make this shit work. And then I read this issue, and it's, we're just put back on pause again, like in Future's End. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of disappointing. Like, the whole point we have now is that uh, Mr. Terrific, Mr. Miracle, Fury, and Sandman are rocketing off to Terry Sloan's hidden ship in, in space, which is big enough to take all the survivors of Earth 2 and just, you know, go someplace else, because Earth ain't safe no more. Mm -hmm. And the ship explodes when the ship's defenses go, turn, when they get close, to the other ship's defenses turn on and blow the fucking shit out of it. And for somehow, Mr. Miracle and uh, Sandman survive. No idea how. They're being drugged through space by Fury and Mr. Miracle, and they're alive. No idea how. I, it's like that scene, uh, uh, all those awful scenes that you cringe at in sci-fi movies where people are living in the vacuum of space mm -hmm. by holding their breath or exhaling really bad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They just, the ship just exploded around them, all right? And now they're just in space. These motherfuckers should not be alive. Well, the funny thing is uh, I did read this. And again, right. this is another one I haven't read in a while, but I, I only I have a couple notes. One of them's humans can't survive in space, Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's like, we just have That's to fury, go. Fury, uh, yeah, fury, fury. She's, we just have to go quick. They'll be okay. <laughs> and then uh, who is she with that says that it's vacuum? They might not live. She, no, no, they'll be fine. 
Mr. Nah. Miracle. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Miracle. Mr. Miracle's right. They wouldn't be fine. No. Be and dead. the thing is, you never even see them enter the ship while the time this issue is over, though. They're just no. still floating around in space. Oh, yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, that was you just ridiculous. Have to assume, you just have to assume they, they're like, that's it. Oh, we found a way in. Mm-hmm. But, like, besides for that, you have uh, just normal shit. There's some a bit with Dick Grayson that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that but, was, and, everything to me seemed like it just was like treading water. There's exactly. like somebody mentioning a problem they have, them starting to, to try to resolve it, and that's it. Nothing like, like Dick with, the, oh, my son, I see a guy. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Oh, there's Obsidian. And, like, all of a sudden they bring back the uh, characters that Constantine broke out, and they're doing stuff now for some reason at the end of the, uh, this book. You know, it's almost over now. Now they just brought these characters back for no reason. Mm-hmm. So no, no idea. And then we jump to, uh, like, the Avatar stuff. Where Green, like Death Spawn, went down to the Parliament Enclave, and they tell, like the Green teleported down, Scott down. He fought off the thing before he could kill the Green and the other avatars, and then went to the center, the core of the Earth, which he's mm-hmm. gonna fuck up the whole core of the Earth. And then Green Lantern's about to get into action, and the Green stops him. No, you're not strong enough. Maybe after you regroup the rest of the avatars, you guys can. So yeah, right now, again, again, it's it's like, oh, I'm gonna do it. No, wait a minute. Let's no, let's no, wait no. a little. Hold on a second. Let, let's think this through for a second, guys. Mm. We'll, spend, we'll spend another issue thinking things through while mm. the fucking Earth is destroyed. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't really care for it, but I, I don't know. I felt generous enough. I gave it a 6 out of 10, which you might not consider generous. Yeah, yeah. But... well, I would, I would have probably have given it a, a maybe a 5. Yeah. I, I, I like don't know. the it's... art. Oh, yeah, the art was fun. I'm yeah, telling you, what, when, the, when the series started with the amount of artists, it didn't really mesh together very well. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could tell, like, different sections are by different artists. But yeah, it, yeah. Like, when it first started, it really bothered me. At this point, though, I'm used to it. And, I don't know, it flows okay in my mind as I'm going through it. Yeah. But it's a 6 out of 10. Nothing much going on in World's End this week, which is really disappointing. Because last week had some great art, had great story. Yeah. And oh, and the issue also ended with you know Huntress and Batman searching Terry Sloan's computers for like where Oliver Queen might be so she can get her inheritance from Bruce. Somehow Bruce left like Jimmy Olsen just discovered that hey I found something online where Bruce apparently left something very important for Huntress with Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. So that's their last little bit where they're going to go off and look for Oliver Queen. Yeah, and that's then, it. I'm and saying and you continue and then that. they stop. They stopped looking. That they stopped looking because oh, apocalypse is close and the fire pits are scorching the earth. Once again, like I said, <laughs> it, it seemed to me while I'm reading it, uh, a lot of stuff started up and then kind of just was put on hold. Yeah, and, and that's the problem with this book is it does that over and over again. And and we mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago when we were talking books. There not a lot of people reviewing this. Well, Not a lot of people seem to be that into this store, this whole world's end, and or to it. And it, it, what's weird though is, on personally on our Twitter stuff and our our site, you, you sense a lot of uh, like retro Tom Taylor bashing. Did oh you my see god! That this yeah. Week? Oh yeah. Weird. It's bad. Because, well, I don't know if you call it retro. I remember when Tom Taylor took over for James Robinson. There was a lot of people that hated it right from the get go. But what's weird is now. You're seeing, I can't even explain. It's so weird because it seems to me it's even getting worse, and everybody's blaming this crap that we're getting now on him. Well, I believe this is something that Tom Taylor worked out. Like I don't know for this for a fact, but this is how I see it. I'm not one of those bashers because I like Tom Taylor's stuff. Yeah, I love him. But I, uh, I guess the whole, I guess the bashing I see up. is this. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of subtlety. Yeah, that seems to be what they're saying. 
But you, you think, I mean, Daniel H. Wilson is, this is his story. Yeah, it's completely his fucking thing right now. And, like, he's in control of the story, and he writes it alongside these other writers. And it's been bad. Yeah, I just, I don't like the Tommy Taylor bashing. No, neither do I. Just seems weird. Uh, any more on Earth 2? No, I'm done with Earth 2. Mm, you're it. done. You're, soon done. you will be done. Yeah, hopefully. You'll Thank be a God. happy man. You, uh, I hope that Earth 2 society is well, good. Uh, what's weird is what... Every time, every week I hear people talking or I read. You know, I don't hear people because I don't talk to anybody, but I read <laughs> things. And every week it's like, oh, this, this week's Earth 2, World's End, and when Earth 2 does come out each month, oh, it, it, this issue leads up to Earth 2 society. And you're going to see, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see none of that nonsense. So, but uh, my next issue is one of my favorite books and a book I love to read and review, and that's Justice League 3000, number 14. And... I gave that, well, I won't say that. I, uh, written by Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis, art by Andy Kuhn. I gave this a 9.5 out of 10, which, you know, I know you always yell at me that I am over crazy with my uh, my uh, review scores. And I think well, it's that either you, really high or really low. Well, right? and I think that you would, I know that you didn't like the art, and I'll say that no, right I, away. I, I didn't care for this. When I reviewed this and the score, it's weird. Um, Usual artist is Howard Porter, who is great. He's so good. He's not on this issue. It's, it even spells it out that it's a guest artist, Andy Kuhn, so I don't think Howard Porter's going anywhere. He need a little break. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like the art at all. I didn't let it affect my score because to Fairly. me, it's yeah, you know, 9.5. Actually, with the, it would have been a 10, maybe. No. It's a 9.5. I didn't let the art affect my score because I liked the issue so much, and I like this book so much. That to me it was still a great issue, though I would have loved to have Howard Porter art, but even so it probably would have been about the same score, which doesn't make any sense in any <laughs> sort of reviewing way. Uh, but when the issue starts out, you get this thing, they're at Camelot 9, where uh, the Justice League has been hiding out. And the uh, last issue, issue before they ran into ICE, the former uh, Justice League international immortal character who knew the original Justice League when they were around. And what I really like... Ice to meet you. Yes, ice to meet you. Chill. When you open up the deal, there is a little font thing that says Ancient History, which is the name of this issue. And I loved it. It's got like a... An, almost like a um, Prince Valiant look. So Really? I, you're, you're freaking talking about the, like, the name of the comic itself? No, I'm telling you. I like the, the way it looked... I really thought that this Andy Kuhn was like, okay, I get it. It's going to be an issue that's going to focus on Camelot 9. That This look is going to go well. And after like two or three pages, I completely <laughs> was done. And it, it, the art is, is not good. Um, no, no, it's not. Again, I say that uh, it's – maybe some people like it, this art. Maybe they do. I didn't, uh, mainly because I'm used to Howard Porter. But – well, the first page when I, I like I don't normally read this book, so like I don't have the, like the, the feelings for it that you do because you read it a seven yeah. month and you love it. I haven't read this book since probably issue one or two. Mm -hmm. And uh, what issue right now? You just said what's that? What issue are we at right now? Uh, fourteen. Yeah, we're at fourteen. I missed a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I opened this book and it's like uh, where it's uh, Flash. Ice and Superman walking yep. through the street with like a parade going on around yeah, yeah. them because yep. these people worship ice. And it really looked 
so like the style of art was so like what was it uh, world police the friggin, uh, <laughs> you said that you thought they were like marionettes they look like puppets they yeah. might as well look, they look like the way that uh, ferdy is drawn with the new ventriloquist yeah which i yeah. and um they look like puppets as they're yeah. walking down the street but uh i look beyond the art because uh i'm not a one-dimensional guy <laughs> <laughs> i have layers but no, yes, what like what you is Grant Morrison? Yes, why well, I like this. Um, I well, I love this issue is because of all the crazy mentions of characters. There's characters in it. This this issue was chock full of like uh, comic book history and just craziness. Uh, you start off goes, you get a little glimpse of uh, Lois Lane and Sinestro, which that was teased before the Injustice Society. Where uh, Lois Lane and Sinestro are there to cause trouble. They're there for a little. It's a very odd little shout-out. Almost to me, it's like... uh, Hey, remember this? Yeah, it exactly is like, hey, remember these guys are supposed to cause trouble, even though there's only one issue left in this arc until we start up the new uh, Justice League 3001, (laughs) which... Again, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to wait to see when they have those little mini episode things going. I uh, don't know. I'm assuming it's just gonna carry from here and and kind of just continue, because I I I don't know. What's weird though is that at the point there's not much of a ongoing story. Uh, right now, basically, it's um, the Justice League and Ice battling uh, and Camelot Nine battling Etrigan. And then in the kind of other story, it's Blue Beetle and Booster Gold just trying to figure out things and, and yeah. free themselves. What, what so, a cheeseburger. But they're, they're, we're waiting for, obviously, for Booster and Blue Beetle to show up and join with the Justice League and have all this stuff happening, maybe the Injustice League fighting them. But right now, it's kind of just been, you know, the characters finding out things. And what you find out uh, this is because of Ice being a immortal – she has information that everybody wants. They um, they're all interested in finding out uh, what it what happened between the, our time and this year three thousand. I know we talked about it, and you had some issues because the stuff they say happened doesn't seem to be able to happen in in that stretch of time. Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. It's a thousand years. I know a lot of well, time. When it starts out, though, Ice is going off about how after fire got sent to hell, yep. she went. She put herself into a sleep for a hundred years, yeah. and she was woken up by the great cataclysm that like destroyed the earth. Yep. So a hundred years from now, Kamandi, the last man on earth, with all his freaking you know evolved animal people, that doesn't make any goddamn yep. sense. Well, in 100 that's, years. that's what she she runs into Kamandi, and then uh, a little bit later she has uh, dealings with the Atomic Knights. Right. And again, and even before that. Um, the Justice League are making fun of uh, ICE and Justice League International, and they even yeah. poke fun at uh, Oberon. The, Poor uh, Oberon. Yeah, I put, I put that he in was, my... He was it, useless. Yeah, in my, uh, in my notes, I have poor little Oberon. Little, <laughs> little dwarf. But yeah, so uh, again, you have to kind of take things with a grain of salt, I think, with the timing. And again, some people might even... Uh, you know, point out some things that happened in the, in the past that, you know, a thousand years. A lot happens. I, I just don't know. It's just that this whole issue came off. Like, you really liked it. I did yeah. not. This whole issue comes off to me as just exposition to the stuff that 
we don't want to know about. She never gets to the fat points that we want to no, know about. She I, tells I, us about all this other stuff that doesn't mean anything to the rest of the story. Well, again, I, I think this book, if you read it's it's more of like a um, tongue-in-cheek celebration of comic book history, so I really did like it. Uh, again, when Booster and, and uh, Blue Beetle uh, – Blue Beetle wants a cheeseburger. Yeah. That's about their whole storyline, and they end up getting sent to Cadmus World where uh, Terrence Magnus is. Yeah. He's in charge. So again, does that mean the metal men are going to show up? Is it what you know? What I think it's going to be like a whole like army of metal men. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Again, everything in this book is just for fun. It's cool, and um, at the end, um, like I said, Camelot Nine is in, in battle with Etrigan. They're helping out. Wonder Woman's getting busy with just about anyone she sees. It seems. Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> she's been doing that for a bit, even though Superman's been trying to get it on with her, and she keeps blowing him off. But that stupid ass haircut. That's yeah, why. Yeah, it is a bad haircut. But uh, the cliffhanger. Etrigan's talking. He's kind of getting. Seems like somebody is there. Like, um, did you think of like an advisor? Yes. Yeah. They're kind of telling that... him, "Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that." And they pull away, and it's Darkseid's head in a bottle. That's the Which, best part, because you told me earlier in the week who it was. Yeah. But when I was reading it yesterday, I had forgotten all about it. So this whole time, I'm trying to figure out. At first, I'm thinking, is he talking to Mr. Freeze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that, that whole, that's like, what it, I think that they did that to make you think that. Um, yeah. But it goes Futurama. Yeah, it's Futurama. It's uh, Dark Side uh, in the helmet, uh, or in the bottle. What I said, though, too, is the art. Once it gets those last couple pages with just Etrigan, I really, really like it. And that that so last panel is awesome. I just don't know as maybe um, – I don't know. Actually, when I'm, I'm looking through it right now, and once it gets to, like, the Kamandi stuff, yeah. I like that. Anything that seems to be, like, a, other than the Justice League, the way they did the Justice League is awful. I don't yeah. even mind the uh, Booster and Blue Beetle part, but, man, the Justice League. There's a part where um, – Bruce and um, Superman are talking to each other, and it looks like they are twins. Yeah. Ugly-ass twins, too. <laughs> Without that spit curl in the front, you really can't tell them like apart, though, like normally. Yeah, yeah. They're very similar-looking characters. Yeah, but I, I, did, I gave it a 9.5. I am by far the, the highest rated yes. on the you are uh, a on comic book. I am. I love the book, and to me, it was a very, very fun issue. That, I'd um, give this a seven tops. Yeah? Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> Seems like the average average on comic book roundup is an 8-1. Um, generous. Yeah, well, I gave it a 9-5. Uh, Matt Centauri Griffith of Comicosity gave it a 9. We're fans. But uh, it goes down to like down to a 7. Newsarama gave it a 7. Everything in between there. I skewed it. I'm going to start it. writing for Newsarama. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I'm going to write for, I don't know, who gives... Tens all the time. Read comic card? Yeah, maybe. I didn't want to say it, but you said it. You're you're a yeah. hate. you're a hater. No, I'm not a hater. They they review, only review books that they well, enjoy. Yeah, they they actually say that that they yeah. review books that they enjoy. So obviously it's going to be and honestly, skewed. You up. know what? Get over on there so they talk more about DC Comics. Yeah, well, you know what else too is you you give me crap about my high reviews. I'm still an average of seven five. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. But like you said, I am very high and very low. If you would take out the highs and the lows, then I guess you'd be left with nothing. <laughs> Good one, Jim. Yes. Where's that, that is, crick noise that is now, philo- That is philosophy. Uh, 
the best of Palau. I'm trying to find my soundboard here with the. Uh, say, that I can't noise? find it. Good, good. We're done with that. Leave it alone. Let's uh, move on. That. What's the next book? Constantine, number twenty-one, written by twenty-one. What's that? It's twenty-one. <laughs> can't you hear those crickets? No, I can't hear no, those damn playing, crickets. I was playing the crickets. It is. No, it's, uh, Const- it's Constantine twenty-two. I don't. I, I wrote down twenty-one because I'm like, that's not right. Anyway, yeah, that's not right. Num- Shut up. Twenty-one was when he was making out with himself. Oh, that was such a good issue. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, you like that one, didn't you? Now, now I'm reminiscing a bit. Anyway, uh, Constantine number twenty-two, written by Ray Falks, with art by Jeremy Hahn and the Horries on colors. The Horries. The Horries. The Horries. The Horries sounds like a weird, uh, like a um, horror movie that you would like. Yeah, it does. Like, uh, uh, there is something with that. Is I, I can't even think of it right now. I would think uh, that it involves something along those lines. I, it would involve like some backwoods family or something. Uh, the Benders from Little House on the Prairie. That never that? made it in the show. That was <laughs> the Horries. You think the Horries no, were in Little the, the the Benders, the Benders. Oh, from uh, fucking what the hell is her name? The the Angle Girl. You fucking, mean uh... Nelly? No. Oh, anyway, Laura. It, Laura Angle. Laura Angle, yeah. Laura like Angle with her, Wilder. With her actual, yeah, with her actual freaking uh, like um, diaries and notebooks and other books she wrote about it. There was a family of serial killers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were they called the Horries? No, they were the Benders. They should have killed Nellie. Oh God. Nellie was such anyway, a bitch. Nobody cares about Little House on the oh, Prairie. Oh my God. <laughs> we don't even care about Little House on the I Prairie. I love Little House on the Prairie. Oh God, I hate that. My mother loved it. I had to watch it all the time growing up. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was one. There was a couple episodes of that that actually almost every episode made me cry. <laughs> Let's go go back and watch Titanic. No, Bring your there, there was one with wasn't there one did we talk about with like a retarded kid and he died or they killed him? <laughs> That's know. news to me. I don't remember that episode. It was hand. it was very sad. I was more of a what's happening kind of guy. That's true. Wasn't there an episode of that where a guy uh tapes a what Oh bootleg. <laughs> I even did the thing I'm trying to come up with it and I can't even think. I'm so tired. I'm gonna open up one of my uh, energy drinks, my yeah, knockoff, that. my knockoff energy drink from uh, drink? Aldi. It's called Gridlock. That sounds. It's a awesome. weird gonna, name for an energy drink. Don't you think Gridlock is it means that you're like standing still? Yeah, you're gonna give yourself constipation. Yeah, why? Why would shit. Gridlock be the name of an energy drink? Because it, it should sounds be called like badass. Rush Hour, <laughs> something like that. Gridlock. <laughs> like I, I drink it and I just I'm frozen. I can't move. Probably with the shit in it, I wouldn't be able to. Here I go. Here goes the uh, You drink your drink. It's I'm gonna, awful. Uh, I'm going to get into this book while you drink your drink. Constantine <sighs> number 20. Oh, God. That was so loud. <sighs> yeah, you're, you're getting rid of people right now because they don't want to hear this nonsense. Rid of people? They've been gone since the beginning. <laughs> 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 Um, you can't hear any of those sound effects that I'm playing. No, I cannot. I just, I'm trying to talk over them. Yeah, no, you you just kept on talking. <laughs> that was the CSI. Uh, I just the the three people left. I I want them out. Then we can get real. Can, can, can I talk about this comic book, please? What are we talking about? Constantine number twenty two. Number twenty two. So for this week's issue of Constantine, we have uh, Constantine actually escaping Earth two. With uh, his counterpart's family that he just murdered the last issue after making out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not too happy. <laughs> no, 
it starts out where they're actually strangling him. And the problem with that is, with the, now that the spell has been activated, Constantine has to keep some kind of composure, you know, like maintain, because they're, they're being hidden right now from, like, other magic users, gods, and this just sets it off. So Dr. Fate does not want to be left behind from where we saw. He sends out these goddamn, like, uh, chain and hooks and yeah. grabs a hold of them <laughs> and they pull them out. And they, Constantine is able to, like, you know, get it, get it off him, but his mother's pulled into oblivion. Yeah, another so thing also, that they blame him for. Yeah, so now it's like his mother's gone, John's gone, and, you know, John has to, himself actually has lost his mother twice now in his life, yep. and he has to deal with it. And that's the thing is, while these are more internal stories that I've been liking, it's just more the same, and it just kind of feels like a repeat from all the stuff that he's gone through within his mind. Yeah. I was, uh, I heard Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> Maybe. Well, his father who hates him, my boy, turned out just like me. <laughs> yes. Uh... His yeah. father's about to shoot him in the fucking head. Yeah, he's not very happy. It's like everybody in in this issue has lost the the most important person in their life. Yeah. Including it's, it's, maybe Constantine. Yeah, he, he, these are people that he wants to be his family, but he knows, knows he can't now that he murdered his counterpart. Yeah, yeah, they they don't like him. No, he's a fucking murderer and he's an asshole and a liar. Mm. It's Constantine. That's par for the course. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, what well, like... While I've been enjoying the Earth 2 run of Constantine, I did not like the internal stories this week because they seem, you know, just like a rerun of other stuff we've already seen. And throughout the issue, all we do is see, like, they're on, a, like, a magical platform as they go through the levels of the, that Earth. Like, you see heaven, and heaven's being attacked by parademons. Yeah, And yeah. then you move on. That, and was, a, that was an okay part. It is. I just don't know how Darkseid gets freaking parademons to heaven and all these yeah. other, like, kingdoms of Earth. Like, it's more of a physical thing to me. I know he has, like, uh, sorcerers or whatever on Apocalypse, but it just doesn't seem like like the stuff that I'm used to, at least, or what I've been given, like, the concepts of from Earth 2 and Earth 2 World's End. Mm -hmm. It just seems to kind of go against that, because now we're, like, going through the different tiers, and there's the green, which is being attacked, the rot, and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, Constantine makes it back to Earth. Like, he's looking at the planet as, you know, he's, I guess he's still above in some kind of astral level. Mm -hmm. And he... Some like since he's not uh, focusing correctly, Dark Side actually spots him leaving, which is just a form of two like red eyes and a gray clouds or whatever. Yeah. Somehow he has an all-seeing eye, and a boom tube opens, and a gigantic hand reaches out to oh, grab yeah. all it's people. It's huge. It's it's a hand that is big enough to grab seven people and hold on to them. Yeah. And I don't understand what's going on. How is Dark Side doing this? Yeah. He is a finite size. I I just don't get it. And he's, like, reaching out beyond, like, in my mind, this is still an astral kind of world. You know, it's beyond a regular physical plane. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. And, that, and it ends where, like, as John was ascending the levels, getting back to uh, New Earth, he picked up some stragglers along the way. Because now that Heaven's closed its doors, a lot of souls don't have anywhere to go. And they're trying to escape with him. And they're there somehow, physically. I don't understand. Or since it's the astral plane, maybe not. And he casts them aside to hope that, like, uh, Dark Side will grab a hold of them and leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he's just getting a bunch of power together, like through the sacrifice he's just made by, like, you know, giving these people to Dark Side. And he plans on conning a god. Which the ending was really fun. He's like, "All I need is enough power for one last trick," and that's yeah. where it ends. It was a really like cool ending to the book, since we only have one issue left. Yeah, I was so, going to say, there's one issue left, and then it gets Hellblazer changed over to Hellblazer, and yeah, I, I don't know. I. I... I read it. I, I enjoyed it enough. Like I said, I, I haven't been reading every issue. Um, so, 
I I like I like the whole part with heaven. I like to see what was going on, but yeah, it, it did seem like a lot of uh, rehash and uh, nah, you know setup and filler, whatever you. It's weird call it. though because it's like I guess you can also always just chalk it up to being magic-y, You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the yeah. reason we're seeing it's a de- it's like a, a depiction of the green or the rod or heaven with all these different layers that are on Earth through like a magical like um, uh, I don't even th- know what the word I'm thinking of here, but. It's like they're seeing this embodiment of this idea mm-hmm. since they're beyond this realm, I guess, I, I'm trying to mm-hmm. say, which kind of comes off really odd to me. Yeah. But I didn't really care for it. I still liked a lot of it. 6.5 out of 10, which I've been giving this book nines, I think. Yeah, yeah, you've been really liking it. And I, I, I really like the art. I like Jeremy Hunt's art, but uh, I had to bring it up that I did see those crazy sideburns. See those big-ass sideburns? There, there's one point where it's just his, his mouth. Yeah. And the sideburns, uh, he really does look like Sabretooth. Exactly, like a Wolverine Sabretooth yeah. kind of thing. Sabretooth more because of the blonde hair. I yeah, got, that's I, why I, this, I, that yeah. makes me think of him. But it god damn, he's got to trim that shit. Yep. Well, uh, if I was doing it, I'd probably give it around what you did. Probably like yeah. a six, seven. But uh, we're going to take a little break because we're going to have a new segment. Jody, guy on our site who does the uh, TV show oh, reviews, yeah. he is been kind enough to do a little thing on arrow flash and gotham all so right looking forward let's to find that. out what's going on on television let's see what's going on because i don't watch tv well i, I can't say that i don't want to be one of those asshole pretentious guys <laughs> who's like, i don't watch tv <laughs> i do watch tv but I, I haven't been keeping up with arrow flash or gotham or constantine or anything Last episode else. episode this Friday. Yeah, is that it then? It's done. It's gone. It's done as far as I know. There's no announcement that it's going to come back for yeah, a second. I don't, I don't think anybody was watching it. Ended on a cliffhanger too. I was so really, yeah. that's the worst. But here we go with Jody and the TV shows. Before you even ask, yes, that was indeed a boom tube. I know, I'm that awesome. Hello, weird scientists. My name is Joey Cardona. Welcome to this week's installment of Trip into the TV-verse. Last week in Gotham, we were shaking in our boots at the arrival of Dr. Gerald Crane. This week, the Scarecrow storyline has come to an epic conclusion. My fears of this reimagined origin were put to rest. The story of both Dr. Crane and his son not only didn't feel forced, but felt a little nice and fresh to the Scarecrow origin. Unfortunately, the rest of the stories fell flat. Rory's hatred towards Penguin settled 
even though it's shown Moroni hates being fooled, yet he lets the penguin go absolutely fine. Fisher's abduction? It seems kind of boring unless there's an actual Gotham element portrayed in the abduction itself. Hopefully the other storylines can catch fire like the main one has. Speaking of fire, this week's Flash episode brought the climax to the Firestorm Rises storyline. Though on his own, Martin Stein seemed kind of boring, it made up when he had interactions toward his goal, his wife. The romance between Barry and Linda feels a little bit forced and demeans her character to some degree. Those negatives aside, the main story was a very nice tension-building event that unfortunately ended much too abruptly for my liking. We then jump over to Starling City where we see Team Arrow get back to the norm. Or does it? Seems like our Emerald Archer thought the crusade he started two years ago couldn't function without him. The other heroes not only have grown into their own, but really stepped up as equals rather than sidekicks. Even Thea, who isn't even a vigilante, has shown growth with her reaction to the truth of Oliver's, that he is the Arrow. And then, of course, we have the sad truth come out about Sarah to Detective Lance. And it is a truly heartbreaking scene. We usually see him as a tough guy, but just seeing him that vulnerable really hits you in the soft spot, man. And that's it for this week's Into the TV-verse. Next week, we have apparently the origins of the Joker on Gotham, time travel on The Flash, and the return of fan favorite Slade Wilson on Arrow. See you all next week. All right, we're back. And, uh, yeah, Jody doesn't watch Constantine, does he? No, apparently not. I was really pissed off because I wanted to talk to him about it. Like, uh, I was sending him messages and shit. He's like, oh, I don't watch that. I'm like, well, I'm done talking to you then. <laughs> Nobody watches it. It was a good show. Yeah, I know God you liked damn it. damn it. And uh, you told me uh, during the break there that it ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it was really... That's always, that, that is always the worst. Well, some might say it's not a cliffhanger. I see it as a fucking gigantic cliffhanger because oh, yeah. we're not going to go anywhere from here. You know, like some would say, oh, it's just, you know, adding to the story. But no, it's a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, we're going to get on to a book that is also going to be done soon, just like your Constantine. Constantine's over, brother. Yeah, yeah. I meant it is weird. They tried to keep the book and the show going together. And at one point, we thought that the book was in danger of being canceled, but we thought, oh, they're not going to cancel it because now of the Now, all the show. show's going on, but now, like, not, nothing, yeah, you know? Both, like, Hellblazer Hellblaze will probably go six issues. Oh, it's canceled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, people seem to love Constantine, but not enough to do anything about it. Yeah. Because you hear all these people, oh, I love Constantine, but it, uh, the other thing that gets me is people with Constantine, it always seems to me that they... Uh, they love Constantine, but not the Constantine they're getting at any point. Like, they want I, this, they want I that. I enjoy any Constantine I get, really. Yeah. Like, I thought I wasn't going to like Matt Ryan's Constantine from, like, the promos before the show yeah, began. Yeah. But as the show progressed, I fell in love with it. I, yeah. And, like, even started smoking throughout yeah. the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was great. You started smoking or he did? Both of us, honestly. <laughs> it was a group I was say, I can see you lighting up with old Constantine. <laughs> Both of you get lung cancer together. They even said that in the last episode. Oh, really? About the Surgeon Gen- I get a Surgeon General's warning every time I light up, and I don't let that shit, like, stop me. Nice. <laughs>
Nice. He's a man out, uh, from your own heart. Yes, he is. All right, but the next filthy book, smokers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next book I have is not anything that I enjoy. I hate it. Uh, it's Clarion. This is Clarion number five, written by Anne Nocenti, art by Trevor McCarthy and Seisman Kadransky. And I'll tell you, uh, those last two, Trevor McCarthy and Seisman Kadransky, I give them all the props in the world. Uh, the, the art in this book is, is excellent. It's great. I love the uh, unique panel layout. Also, I'm not a big guy who uh, points out the colorist because I'm a jerk. Yeah. Uh, but since DC was, uh, you know, they decided they had to point out the colorist. I probably should do it more. But Guy Major's colors in this book are, are great. I think everything. If this book was actually every week was a silent or every month was a silent issue, <laughs> I, I probably would like it. I'd just look <laughs> at it. I'd smile. But, man, when Anne puts words to anything, it's awful. <laughs> and what I've noticed now, I have reviewed three of Anne books in the New 52. I, uh, we, we didn't have a site while she was doing the... Uh, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Uh, was it? Did we start right when she left Green Arrow? Yeah, because to uh, me it seems like I right away I got Green Arrow, and it was uh, Jeff Lemire and. Uh, I think we started Andrea Jeff Sorrentino. Like Jeff, Jeff Lemire or Lemire, whatever you want to go with. Um, his his series started at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading it then, and then we started the site shortly after that. I and believe you didn't want to do. You didn't like it. You were one of I, the few I that didn't, didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't care for Sorrentino's art. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which I love. And yeah, I think you love it, so I'm like, fuck it, you have yeah. it. Yeah, but, and it, well, now my point now, I'm, I forgot my point, but now. We're getting off base. I, I know what my point, my point was, is that after reading Catwoman, Katana, and now Clarion. I was you, trying to remember what the third title yeah, was. Yeah, like, you, oh, yeah, Katana. Yep, you get a, you really get a feel for her. It's not just the dialogue, but it's the rhythm of the dialogue, and it's awful. And it's, <laughs> I, I'd like to try what it is. There's always these sentences that, and then it'd be like, I, I want to go to town, dark and lonely place. It's always, it's always <laughs> it's something. Teenager in, bad it poetry. is. Well, here's what I have in my thing. <laughs> I actually have, and I put it in my actual review. At one point, the the thing in there magic is nothing but a future we haven't met yet and i wrote my review that sounds like dark poetry i tried to write in sixth grade and then i wrote wait a minute i wasn't that bad no it, it does everything sounds like that here's another line i'm just i'm not even going to talk about this book and this it, it's all generality uh, gen, generalities i'm just going to name or uh, uh, point out some stuff i don't even see even talking about her gets me all screwed up her other thing was charisma is a slippery thing. It spoils. It turns. It curdles. Oh, God. And I'm like, I, I thought charisma was something good. And charisma I, I Carpenter said, was. I said, now, it, now it, it, it's like milk left outside in August. That's yeah, what it is. Charisma's nasty and lumpy. Yeah. And then the next one I wrote, what's love anyway? Habit with pheromones. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not half of her thing. She'll say something. Nice and dialogue. Then, and then like half sentences. Habit with pheromones. That's a sentence? And I'm no English teacher. It doesn't sound like a sentence to me. And I yeah. actually, that what's love anyway, it actually reminded me of Tina Turner. What's love <laughs> got to do, do with it? That's what it reminded me of. And yeah, I just it. said, the book stinks. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to 
keeping it even for the podcast. And I, I actually even feel bad when I, I give a score because I'm telling you, the art, if I was going to go half and half, right, like five, five for writing, writing five, for, five art, for art, yeah. this book's a five. The art's yep. great. I can't give this book a five. <laughs> this book isn't mediocre as a five would be the, the middle of the – no. I gave That's it a, a failing grade. In my I gave mind. it a two out of ten. So if you really wanted to to call out anything, the writing was a negative three. Well, Jim, it, you got you got children now. How does the grading system work? Is it like a one and a two? Or actually, something I like think that? what they do now is um, they give out uh, a zebra, then uh, <laughs> orange, and uh, Frank. What's that? I, I think my kids came back uh, their their report card this marking period. They actually got two oranges, a piece of bubble gum, and hopscotch. Is what they ended up with. Hopscotch. And, and somehow I was I was told that was good. Uh, I don't know because I you have kids. I have really young yeah, brothers. I have, and sisters. I have five kids. And I remember that like they came home with the report. I used to give my sister uh, like a dollar for every A, a she yeah. got. And then and they, stopped, apparently it stopped, they stopped being that. Asked. I stopped giving out dollars because I had no idea how to judge this. I don't know these grading systems. But when we were kids, um, you know, you had A B A's through F's. Yeah. And I. In my mind, I, that's how I see a book. You know, if it's a, yeah. a nine, that's ninety eight, eight's eighty, so on, so on. So if we're at a five, that's a that's an F. Yeah, I, I know that. To me, you just go by the deal. Five out of ten, it's middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think of it as as fully outgrades because yeah, like you said, a fifty percent. That's that's fail. Yeah. I remember when I when I was a kid, way back, we used to use uh, our chisels on <laughs> on the stone tablets. Um, yes. We had, we, we had we had what we called yeah we, we <laughs> I'd have to get we uh we had sections uh and this is starting in middle school so you'd have like seven one seven two seven three seven four seven five on and um what happened is people uh, obviously realized oh seven one that's the smart kids seven seven oh my god oh, you're yeah. done so what they had to do was change it but people aren't that dumb oh, when oh, you oh. have the what, what class did you go into I was in seven one. Oh, were you? Yeah. All right. Don't ask me what I was in eighth grade because I got kicked out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't changed it yet. That I think I was in eight two, <laughs> nine three. It, it was a, a gradual decline. But yeah, I remember uh, that was probably the worst. I got. I was in seven one. Uh, what I would like to say for raw talent. Right. And I, I didn't that like. Peaked. I that didn't like peaked. to study. I remember we. They started doing advanced math, and man, I, I didn't know what was going on. I'd rather. Uh, Play Dungeons and Dragons and play yeah. uh, street hockey. That's the best. I wasn't so doing any sort of. I'm uh, thinking math. to myself that guy, that new Rob Lowe commercial. You know, I'm, I'm Rob Lowe that peaked in high school. I saw that today for the first time. I was oh, you haven't seen that? No, um, that that's, was the first you time. You peaked in seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. <laughs> yep, you and then by like tenth grade, I think my report card, I got five lions, uh, two balls, and a sun. We were not doing that by that time. No, they weren't. We just got. A's, B's, C's, and, and whatnot. But uh, I don't I'd understand. Give the, I'd give this book an awful F, and it stinks. It's overly confusing. The dialogue's awful. The story sucks. And I'm telling you, if anybody says any different, they are full of crap. This book sucks. Innocenti's terrible. Thank God she's not on any of those new books. So hey, I know. am. I am worried that they do think that some might be coming out in June, and if they are, I'm sure she'll be on one of them because she. Seems to have a deal with the devil, and they keep giving her these books, and she just right into the ground. I actually think somebody needed to put a Clarion book out, but they didn't want it to last, so they gave it to her so that she would just be awful and nobody would want it anymore. 
like save the like somehow it's like a trademark thing yeah something like that up. or like somebody higher up love clarion and has been bitching that clarion would be such a great book and people would really want the witch boy back so they gave it to <laughs> anna senti so that she could prove that guy wrong doesn't brightest daycare like this book yeah he does ryan clark yeah yeah he does so, so i i didn't ask him about this crap. issue i didn't ask him about this issue but i'll tell you I'll tell him he's full of crap because this uh, it's awful. It is awful. You can't tell me any of the story makes any sense or is any good. It's terrible. Anybody out there, save your money. Don't ever buy the And DC, if for some reason you're listening, don't even collect this bunch of garbage. <laughs> well, it's, it's I, awful. I still consider Ryan Clark a friend of the site. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's so actually I, uh, I, starting next week. He's going to have a segment on, on each podcast about yeah. – uh, uh, other books uh, outside of DC, so yeah, I don't want to. Fucking muscling them. that shit on me behind my back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm producing. But uh, brightest day care of this book sucks. <laughs> All right, and let's move that. on. You're next. Next, I oh, know. Damn. You're next. <laughs> Green, Green Lantern Court number thirty-nine, written by Van Jensen with art by Bernard Chang and Marcelo Mayalo. <laughs> Mayalo. Yeah, I'm going with that, Marcelo Mayalo. All right, fair enough. I don't know things. But uh, we get back into this where it's dealing with the Shadow Empire when uh, John and a group of uh, other Lanterns go to Fesca's homeworld to try to take out this, what they believe to be like a criminal organization. But it turns out to be so much more because we've got monsters coming out of shadows, people being brainwashed in the streets. He's chanting out, Darkness Falls and all this. And while I, I was really interested in the Shadow Empire originally when it was teased at the end of Uprising, and then all that other, like, you know, Godhead came in, you kind of forgot about it. So now with these final three issues, Van Jensen's finally getting to tell a Shadow Empire story. And, well, you know, first issue I wasn't really big on. It wasn't that great to me. This one is just a lot of fun because it's just the lanterns going through, fighting off monsters, and then getting to, like, finding out what the fucking big, like, uh, deal is they have. Like, the big end game. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the issue... It seems, I don't know, I don't remember it being like this from when uh, John made the mistake and uh, Fatality's home world, Zanshi died, like, got, uh, just got destroyed. Yeah. But it seems like they're they're trying to say now that it was a bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's, and they're definitely the sh- saying that. Yeah, it's the Shadow Empire building world-ending bombs. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, like, you know, be up to John for the final issue, next issue, to see if he can, you know, try to correct the mistake like actually i think i put in my review it's like he's like uh put right what once right wrong all sam beckett style from quantum leap nice but um it's the best the best part of this though it's like you have daggle going by back it's a side story of daggle trying to find his old uh his partner in the green lantern corps Mm -hmm. who's now been like working but like undercover to try to find out what the shadow empire is up to but the real draw to this book for me was the colorist of Marcelo's fucking colors. Yeah, I actually agree. Uh, I really like the art too. Yeah, Bernard but yeah, the, the colors. The colors great. jump right off yeah, the goddamn they're page. Really, really good. Uh, every, what's weird? Uh, what's that? Every construct is so bright. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, what What's weird to me is um, you took over this book. It seems Uprising. like forever ago. Yeah, uh, it because, was like six, and it seven was months ago. Basically, because uh, all the crossovers. Yeah, I had every other Green Lantern title. It didn't make sense. It's weird because this seems to be getting back to where I left off. Yeah. uh, With the shadow, you know, all that. So when I read it, I I was still confused. I haven't read an issue of Green Lantern or Core, any of these, in a while because of, again, because of Godhead and all that other nonsense. But uh, when I was reading it, it, uh, the colors and the art, so good. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, Bernard Chang, Bernard Chang's art really explodes off the page when he has a good colorist. Yeah, yeah. And I Mar- still don't like that that whole red black bit that they throw in. Now yeah, and they again. do that every now and again. Yeah, so it's Sorrentino, and you love that shit. Yeah, but he did it good. <laughs> but no, honestly though, it was a, an okay story. It's continuing, but the only problem I see going on with it is that I don't know how all this is going to tie up with one more mm-hmm. issue. What's weird is. Um, Here's my exact notes for this. I uh, love the art and colors. Yeah. And and I put, I don't see where it's going. Doesn't feel like the penultimate issue of a series. Stop saying penultimate. Penultimate, but it doesn't. I, I actually the same thing that you just said though is I'm reading this. I'm like, where is this going for this next issue? The next issue is the last issue. Yeah. And it's you know what's weird to me with all the crossovers and all this, it's a shame that they didn't do a thing where. All this leads into one, maybe call it a Green Lantern final game. I don't, that sounds like a bad action movie. I don't know, but an issue that would come out right at the end of next month that would kind of tie everything in and maybe end them all together. Yeah, uh, just, it'd be nice. They've been doing so many crossovers and stuff like that. I don't think people would be that upset about that. Why not end on a crossover? Well, I I'm saying just end with one issue. I, again, I'm saying this. I have no idea how they're ending it. Um but the way this is going, I don't know how this leads into uh, Greenland and Lost Army. We don't know what that is. I don't think no it idea. is. I, I'm starting to think now that they're all just going to be joining up in the Green Lantern book, the Green Lantern proper. Yeah, Green Lantern proper seems because like that's what it is anyway to me. It's like since when ever since Hal Jordan took over the core, yeah. it just seems like we've had two core books. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we've been keeping – we always think that – our big hope was that they were going to have a uh, a new New Guardians where all these guys, uh, John, uh, Guy, Kyle, would all get together and start the you know their own version of the New That's Guardians again. That would have been great, but it, it's not going to be. No, John's still rocking that Star Sapphire, Rick, yeah, so he, yeah. could, he could even be a Star Sapphire yeah, for that really? like, whole, like, you know, uh, like union type of thing. Yeah, but you gave it a 7-8. I gave a seven eight, and it's like because the story was okay. Bernard Ch- Chang's art is great, and but the colors—that is what this. Yeah. I'm sorry, this could have been a seven, really, but because of the freaking like the colors that just did that point eight up. It's kind yeah. of a pretentious thing to say. Oh yeah, that point eight. But yeah, point eight. Really, I'm saying for a, an okay book that really put it over the top to make it a really cool book. Didn't somebody call you out early in the site about like you had like a 7.7 and they called you out on that extra <laughs> point two or something? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't remember because I, I try to leave all negativity You got out. a lot of hate at the beginning. Yeah. St- now it's just get, love. I still get the majority of it though. Well, we got off of Reddit, so that was um, where a lot of the hate came from. Yeah. Yep. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is my Batman Eternal number 45. And it's written by Ray Fox with art by Javi Fernandez. Have Have. Um, I'm a big fan of Ray Fox on on Eternal. I've enjoyed his books or his issues up until now. I didn't really like last week's issue, and I like this week's a little bit more, but only because of the ending. I'm right there with you. Yeah. um, The the issue started out just bizarre. Last week ended. You seem as if. uh, Batman had come across some sort of entity. It seemed to me like all of a sudden something, some villain, some something that he was <laughs> like, oh, my God. Then it opens this week with the craziest thing where he is being attacked 
by ghosts of his parents. And Mr. Bygone. And it seemed as if Mr. Bygone was doing this. But in all in all, it it was confusing to me. I just I, I have was, no idea what's going on in this whole section um, of the book. When you have to uh, – this is bad with a weekly especially. When you open up an issue and you start reading and you have to go back to the last issue to see what the hell is going on. Oh, yeah. That's a problem, especially with a weekly book. I shouldn't have had any problem. I, I'm not that bad at remembering things. <laughs> so bad. I go back. Hey, I am pretty bad, but I look. So I see, okay, I'm getting a grips with what's going on. There's Mr. Bygone. He's causing this problem. In the meantime, Professor Milo is on there. They're at the, uh, the runway of the Gotham International Airport. Mr. Milo, or Professor Milo, is lying there. He appears to be having a heart attack. Uh, Mr. That's Bygone the one part of the is. Book I really liked. What's that? That's the one part I really liked after the ghost went away. Yeah, yeah. The Batman had that like uh, that uh, that shock device. Yeah, it was good, and it was good because the um, Gotham City Police show up, and and Batman's just like, I, no, I have to do this. Just they got their you know, guns drawn on his yeah, ass. Yeah. So, and when I told you about liking Ray Fox. Uh, stories up until now for the main reason is because I had really liked uh, seeing Batwing, Luke yeah. Fox, and uh, Jim Corrigan. So whenever there's Ray Fox involved, that seems to be them showing up at least a bit. Last week was a little odd. They had like a little bit with uh, really almost little. like we said earlier in uh, uh, Justice League 3000. There was one of those like, hey, remember this? We still yeah. have Batwing out there bit. But this week we get a little more. Still not that great, though. It's basically Luke punching ghosts and uh, Jim Corrigan just telling him that, you know, hey, sorry about what happened before. I wish you weren't there when the specter came out. I didn't mean it. It's a bunch of – Hey, bunch remember of, this? Yeah. This it, again, you, you have a book where we are now seven issues away from an ending, and yet we are still involved in issues that are set up and, uh, you know – Treading water, I like to say a lot. That happens in Earth, too. We're all yeah, trying to yeah. send all the time. So what you go, you go through this. Well, Milo is there. He's going to go, and uh, Batman has him. He, he escapes the Gotham City police, takes off with Milo, and then he's heading to go visit uh, Jim Corrigan. And um, they are going to get some answers from Milo. Of course, when they get there, Jim Corrigan just punches him out. He knocks him out. No answers. I like that bit. No, he, got some, he got some answers. Yeah, not much. The The thing, though, that I like about this issue, and, and, and the scene in particular, if you saw the thing where Batman and Luke are talking, kind of like a, hey, if I knew this was going to go on, I never would have gotten you involved. Luke's like, no, you know what? I'm my own guy. I could have done And in the background, there is Corrigan and Milo with these crazy silhouettes, you see. It was good. Oh my God! You see, and then the last one is just Jim Corrigan knocking uh, Professor Milo the hell out. And uh, like I said, in this issue, a lot of guys get knocked out. Yeah. yeah there was uh, Bygone got knocked out. Then there's uh, Milo gets knocked out. Luke's knocking out ghosts, which even uh, Jim Corrigan mentions to him, like you can't knock out ghosts. And like, hey, I'm wrong because he does it. He's got some metal. Um. All this, well, actually, you get a little of Harper and Stephanie, but again, it's more of just setup. You have Harper talking, of course, the big big reveal a couple issues ago with Stephanie Brown said that she saw who was involved in getting all of this trouble in Gotham Mastermind. Together. The mastermind has been Bruce Wayne all along. Dun, dun, dun. So 
Obviously, they don't know Bruce is Batman. But what they do is um, say that, um, I can't believe you're trusting Batman when Bruce Wayne is funding him. That sort of deal. Harper, she trusts Batman. That's Batman's her man. So she sets up a crazy gun. That will I go off. That yeah, that'll go off with any sort of movement, and Stephanie Brown just has to sit there on the bed. And she even says, if she's got to go to the bathroom, there's trouble. Yeah. So Harper goes off, and then at the end, what I did like, Harper jumps out the window. I didn't like the jumping out the window. That's a little bizarre for what she is and what she can do. But she jumps out the window and then mentions to Stephanie that you know she wants her to be okay because she still thinks she's pretty cool. So there's still hope of the Breakfast Club like team up. All right. Uh, I will mention that uh, Harper again looks different this week. They, I'm telling you, I have never seen a character where you get her each week, and yet every every artist has a different rendition of her. Just every issue, she looks different. But the issue ends with uh, Batman in the Batcave with Julia Pennyworth. They're going through. Bruce is still trying to figure out what the hell is. And, and issues ago, Riddler even mentioned that he was so mad at Batman because Batman was so dumb he couldn't figure out who was behind everything. In the end, it sh- comes to be that it looks like it's Raja Ghul. And I like that we find that out. I don't like that we found it out this late. And I really don't like that it's Raja Ghul. I think <laughs> that I think that is like a. Um, it, it seems very generic to me, actually. It does. That he's just been, oh, the mastermind of, of the criminal world is behind it all. It just really seemed to me like a kind of a cop-out. Now you'll find out next week that that's actually Clayface is Rajagul, <laughs> and then I'll kill somebody. Yeah. But no, just the whole thing had been going on, and I I really wanted something new and different, and it's starting to end up just another one of those stories that that has the same you know in the middle there was a lot of guys you got hush again yeah you got a lot of things but in the end rajagul i just to me that um it just seems like a cop-out or you know you know what i'm saying i do and then of course the uh it says that the thing next is batman eternal so i'm sure we're gonna find out some crazy info and and whatnot but yeah i'm not a big fan that it's rajagul I haven't been a fan. I, it's weird. This this issue or this issue, this series, I've been real hot and cold on. And while I had been uh, pretty big on it, uh, the last issues before this Ray Fox, I'd really enjoyed the stuff with Harper and Stephanie Brown and the whole thing catching up to that Batman. Yeah, uh, that was good. Yeah. Now these last two issues have kind of got me down again. Yeah, I I've, I've been reading like this, these issues because you asked me to for the podcast yeah. and. I think I read the last three issues, including this one, mm-hmm. and I've not liked the last two either. This is I well, I jumped into this book. I had no idea what was going mm-hmm. on, and, and not until after like it got rid of all that nonsense in the beginning, we got to uh, Harper and Stephanie. Like, okay, now it could be some decent shit. Mm-hmm. But you know that's so small. Then you got Batwing and Corrigan going on, yeah. which is kind of fun, but there's not enough stuff going on. It's just, no, oh, that's that's the thing. At one point. There was a little bit of fun with that, and yeah. it really, they kind of pushed that aside. And now that they're back with it, it just seems, again, it almost seems like it's not that important. Not at and all. that they're just thrown in because they were in it at some point. And it's like, obviously, each each writer has their own characters they dealt with. And uh, Ray Fox, it's been Jim Corrigan and uh, Luke Fox. Yeah. But... It what seemed like they would be important players to kind of haven't been. I mean, the Spectre's huge. Yeah. 
And at one point, it looked like the Spectre had actually destroyed Gotham uh, or Arkham Asylum. That wasn't even the case. So, <laughs> Earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. So it ended up weird. I gave it a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds Again, about right. Again, that 0.8. But, uh, it's, what it, it's what you feel like, you know. Well, what it is usually what I do. This this isn't a six, and I said I liked it better than last week, and I think last week I gave it like a five five or a five six. Right. So it was like that, but yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm down on on it right now. We'll see how it ends up. Honestly, I think by the time Convergence starts and then the June books, we're gonna be wishing for days like this again, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. What, what do you have next? Next is Justice League United, number nine, written by Jeff Lemire, with art by Neil Edwards, Jay Liston, Liston and Keith Champlain. Champlain, God, I'm thinking of the Champagne. fucking name. Champagne with and Jeremy Cox. Okay. God, I wish I was better with names, man. Yeah. <laughs> but now this book, I want to love this book, and I can't. Month after month, I just find myself disappointed with it because I can, I could put this whole book to being. Fighting and teleporting, because that's all that goes down. Okay. A shitload of characters fighting and teleporting. We have the whole JLU, the Legion of Superheroes, and uh, Legion Lost, all together fighting Bith, and, you know, while he's creating this Infinitus uh, coming out of this portal that he created. And it's all it all leads down to Brainiac 5 building a time bomb to try to hit Infinitus so that he gets stuck in, like, in-between time forever so he can never affect the past or the future. And... Martian Manhunter going to the little ultra boy that was created, that's like the, the whole plot of this uh, series, who will become Infinitus, and trying to talk him out of it. You know, like, at, at first it seems like the boy's a good guy. He's, like, bonding with Martian Manhunter, but mm -hmm. when Bite gets a hold of him and starts talking about what he can be, Martian Manhunter goes and, like, you know, hey, look, kid, you don't have to be this, and we find out that Ultra is like, you know what, I want to be this. Fuck you guys. Jeez. Yeah. And then Martian Manhunter's, well, okay. Fucking reaches into his mind, steals his mind. So, leaves the kid a fucking vegetable. And so now there can be no Infinitus ever. So Infinitus disappears. But Brainiac 5 had no faith in anybody but himself. He already launched the bomb. And without Infinitus there to take the freaking explosion, mm -hmm. he's doomed everybody. So it just creates a black hole. And at the end of the issue, everybody's getting sucked in. Again, like last part of the story next week, I don't know what the hell we're going to do to wrap this bitch up. Because with all these characters and all this story, and now they're going through a black hole. Yeah. Which I, I guess you can, uh, they're probably going to end up somewhere. So I'm going to chalk it up to some more teleporting. Yeah. And they're probably going to fight somebody there. I, I tried to read this. I haven't read any other issues, and uh, immediately I was out. Yeah, I, it's, it's not fun to read. No, it, it, it didn't seem. It. And the Legion and all that seems fun to me. Yeah, but, I, I yeah. love the Legion of Superheroes, but like mm. all these characters all doing stuff, I think Jeff Lemire is just fucking with Neil Edwards. Hey, you have to draw all these characters <laughs> in a single panel. He just doesn't like them. That's what I'm it's thinking. like, you know what, Neil? You're going to draw this. It's weird. Um, again, we mentioned this earlier. The the new creative team in June hasn't been announced. Right. Do you have a feeling they might even change the team and all that, or you think it's going to kind of stay the same? No, I, I hope it'll stay the same because I really dig all these characters together. It's like the top-tier B-listers. Yeah, yeah. And I like them all together, and I like what they could become. It's just these characters in outer space fighting for the entire future of the universe, it's too big for them. This is an actual Justice League problem, yeah. not a Justice League United. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just really boring to read because month after month, it's just teleporting and fighting. And we never get anywhere, really, it seems like, and it's very disappointing. 
I gave this a 6.5 because Neil Edwards does draw the hell out of these characters. Yeah, I like, I like the art a lot. Yeah, it's good, but the story is not really there. Yeah, again, I, I can't really judge too uh, much because I haven't read any other issues. It doesn't seem like a book that's very easy to jump into. No, not uh, at all. At this point at all. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, but I think this is actually, this is one of the books I'm taking over in June, right? Yes, which yeah. it's going to probably be awesome. Then. It's going to be everything I just wanted yep. it to be. Well, and I, obviously in more. June, I think all, all the books, even the ones that uh, are continuing, are going to start up new arcs and, and whatnot. It will be yeah. a good jumping on point for everything. So so I'll be in because I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could go back and read all the issues of this. Now, again, if it ties into everything, then I'm going to have to. I doubt it will. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think it's a clean slate. In, uh, yeah. June. Right. In fact, you'd almost, you'd almost say that it's not going to be the new 52. Shut your goddamn mouth. Are you going to talk about Secret Six next? I guess I am, since yes, you, you brought are. it up. Yes. Secret, Secret Six, number two, written by Gail Simone, with art by Ken Lashley, Drew Jirasi, and Jason Wright. Um, I almost forgot that this fucking book existed. The last time it came out, I think, was December 3rd, was yeah. the first issue. You know what's weird about that? We never really even thought of it. It hadn't come out in so long, and neither of us said to each other, like, when to see it, until a lot later. Yeah, until the end of uh, January. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like at the beginning of January, like, oh, I wonder when that's coming out. No, I uh, I almost forgotten completely about it. But the book continues on where it did last, uh, last, two months ago, last issue. Um, What do you, do you think that that was more of the art? Uh, because I, Gil Simone, I've never heard of her being late, late on, on things. things. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. have no idea what the issue was. That's I would, weird. I would expect it's art. Maybe it was the art or just that it, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe they didn't have enough story for another, like uh, that month. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Since they yeah. end the thing. Maybe this is only going to be a three-issue like story arc to get us into like going on, what's going on with these characters. Because then we take the convergence break and then yeah. we come back. Well, it was. It did seem like a, a bit of an oversized issue, too. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, was, I think was. it was like 29 pages or something was like it? that. I don't, even, on, I don't know. Uh, we, we read it digitally, but yeah, on my digital deal that I read it on, it seemed like it, it was it was a little oversized, but that might I would also... Chalk that, I would chalk it up to Suiciders. I that. was going to say the Suiciders might have been. Again, maybe it was because I was having problems reading it. Maybe. Yeah. But this whole issue is uh, dealing with the characters at the, at the end of the last issue. They were at the bottom of the ocean in a room that was shaped like a coffin. And they, none of these people knew each other. We have Catman, Porcelain, Ventriloquist, who I freaking hate, but I actually didn't mind her in this issue, which I was okay. very surprised. Black Alice, uh, Big Shot, and who am I forgetting? Oh, and Strix. Yeah, yeah. So those are our Secret Six characters, and they don't know each other at the bottom of the ocean, and there's a question posed, which is, what is the secret? Mm-hmm. And if they don't answer the question... One of them will like have to die, and whoever it is, the, the team are gonna have to pick. Like they're gonna get voted off the island in Survivor. Yeah. And if they yeah. decide, it's gonna be a little different than Survivor, though. It's not surviving. That's what it is. It's the opposite <laughs> yes. of Survivor. But um, if they don't pick who it's gonna be, it's gonna be chosen randomly. Mm-hmm. So as this is going on, that's where we left the last issue. This issue starts out. We get a little back issue uh, story on Catman and why he does not find spaces or water. Besides the fact that he's Catman, you know, I expected it just to be, hey, he's Catman. He yeah. doesn't like things that cats, cats don't, don't like. like. That. Yeah. No, it turns out that 18 months before this issue, he was locked up for a year at mm-hmm. just some random jail cell. He was a, thrown in a, a random jail cell with a random sentence. It seemed. 
Yeah, uh, he was just, he was picked up by some guys and thrown in and told he has to pay a debt, and that debt is a year of solitary and like being confined. Mm-hmm. And the like the the punish him for stuff he did, like attack the people who tried to like you know feed him or just talk to him. They would start, sometimes turn on the sprinklers and just leave him run. So there you are in a fucking dark cell with just being water drenched all over you. So you get that whole backstory that you know he doesn't like it because he's been locked up and he's mm-hmm. wet all the time. It's awful. He's fucking Rambo. Yep. And, yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Because you never get it. There's no story though of who this person is locking him up no. or why the debt entails him being locked up for a year. I don't. It's that's like, a shitty fucking debt. It's like Jigsaw with Rambo. Uh, I was waiting for them to come and shave him with a knife. <laughs> I just imagine though. Imagine if you didn't pay off your Ashley furniture bill. Oh, you got to get locked up for a year now for a because year. you're you're, you're back on water, your payments. You're getting waterboarded. It's you know just for that. But no, that's what happened. Then he was just let go. Yeah. He paid yeah. his sentence, and now he's stuck at the bottom of the ocean with all these assholes. He doesn't know. And you forgot but, that uh, during the time a girl gave him a cat. Yeah, I don't really care about. She that. snuck so the cat in. She snuck a cat in for him to have something to love, and then yeah. she got caught, so the jailer killed her. Or who's nonsense. who's feeding the cat? Do you think That's he's just water. giving his food? I don't like the whole cat thing. It's, it's cat man. He doesn't yeah. like water. He likes cats. What do you yeah. want from me? That's where we're going with here. <laughs> where would they get this kitten on this this boat or whatever you know, they're I'm on? Saying, you don't know that's where it's at. This I is don't know. It, does, it still seems like it's something like that. And it's like an, like a refurbished oil derrick. Yeah, yeah, ship. yeah. Hmm, um, but that's, that's where we end up later. I don't know. I'll tell you, we don't get any backstory if this is, has any connection yeah. to what's going down. Like you said, I think it's just at the moment just to show you why he hates what's going on. I'm telling you, if every issue we get a little backstory on these characters, I'll be, I'll love that because yeah. this was fun. Um, but <laughs> since nobody decided who was going to die because their time ran out, Black Alice starts getting electrocuted just because yeah. it was picked at random. And at this point, Catman realizes, hold on a second. This skinny bitch over here, Ventriloquist, is controlling this all with her mind. Yeah. Hey, you think you can lift this out of the ocean? And she decides, you know what, I think I can. But I if might. we're going to do this, we're going to make out first a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're going to kiss. So that happens, and then Ventriloquist lifts them out of the ocean, and they porcelain makes the wall really like brittle, and they break mm-hmm. through, and they start killing everybody on this repurposed oil derrick, which is the head of this experiment. Yeah. Somehow, this is an, I can tell you, this is an experiment. It's the weirdest damn thing, because one of these six murdered a girl two years ago, yeah. and they have to be punished for their crime. I, I, again, I don't know how that equates. Like you to... said, the, yeah, experiment. I even thought that. I'm reading it. I'm like, what? What is the experiment? No idea. You just have this like faceless voice going over a loudspeaker talking, "Get back in your place." Blah yeah. blah blah. And you know, you have to finish the experiment. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't yeah, think I, I do that. Yeah, I don't think I want to do this experiment anymore. And the issue ends with them killing all the guards, and it's like, you know, we're going to, we want some payback now from this shit you did to us. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you gave it an eight out of 10. I really enjoyed yeah. the issue. Like I'm saying, I, I actually, as I'm talking about it now, it seems like I'm c- coming off kind of light yeah. about that's all willy nilly here and there. I, like, this is a story to be explored later on. I don't need to be, sh- like, shown everything right now. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, uh, I was a little confused, and I thought it was a little more set up than. But again, I'm saying that what's weird is it's the second issue. Exactly, it's going to have set up. But to me, like we said, because it's been around so long, I think that I don't even think of it as being a second issue. It's yeah. almost like it should be the third or fourth. Um, like you said, I, I did think it was a little confusing of where that beginning uh, flashback leads to where they are now. Yeah. I- like I'm telling you, we start out the first issue with Catman just hanging out at a bar. Yeah. 
I, I did like how you kind of see them becoming a team. How they're, you know, they're different powers and, and whatnot coming together to, to free them. But yeah, the, this whole experiment thing, though, seems very odd. It is very odd. Uh, I don't understand how that, like, you know, we're going to punish somebody by locking five other people with them. Yeah. yeah. And then torturing all of you. Yeah, and then again, you're like, oh, if you don't, you know, if you don't come forth, we're just going to pick someone randomly. I think somebody like that's just going to go with the luck of the draw. Yeah. Why, why, oh, you know. Well, actually, fine. you know what? If, if it's me in their place, I'm pointing every other motherfucker yeah, out. Yeah, you're, you're such a jerk. <laughs> but I, I did like, um, I like Ken Lashley's art. That's the thing. I really found it hard to get into last issue. Yeah. And this one seemed a bit better to me. It's like it's still his style. It's very rough style, so yeah, it's not going to be easy on the eyes. It reminds me a lot of uh, Kenneth Rockefeller's. Oh uh, no, I, I don't see that at but all. But I said it's a little more inconsistent than right. than his. But I I think that just the overall style of the characters uh, reminds me of uh, Rockefeller's a lot. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. I I enjoyed the art of this yeah, issue. I liked it. A lot more than I did this. The but first he's time on, around. I guess Ken Lashley's off the book after he's, next yeah, issue. Done. Who's on? Who's on? Dale Eaglesham. Yeah, I love Yeah, Dale you Eaglesham. love him. So this book's gonna look amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just like you said. I'm sure that what they're gonna do. Obviously, they're they're centering on Catman. Uh, yeah, right now. But, I, but I you don't think, think he's they would be the main? Yeah, I'm saying. I think that they'll. I think he's gonna be. I think he's the leader. I would put Big Shot as leader just myself. But... I don't know. Big Shot seems to be more of a bully to me than than a leader. He's. The opposite of a bully. You know who was, uh, you know who's a bully. Who was the leader? Mo. Yeah. Yes, Mo, Mo was a bully. And he's Mo, the leader. He's the leader. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think obviously that it's two issues in, and they're centering a lot on on Catman. I think he's Gail Simone's man. Well, right now he's the most like you know, uh, like uh, he's the biggest character you can get into with. You know, it's like Big Shot's a great big fat guy. You don't really. Yeah. I'm telling you, know. that's my one issue with the whole the whole book is I really, it's a weird team. It's a great. I'm saying that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's a weird. I would like to see how this plays out, yeah, even though I, I hate Van Troquist. I didn't hate her in this issue. Yeah, I, I just it's hard for me to to even you know, to get involved with with this team right now. And it's weird that you know the character I have the most background with, is Strix. Yeah. And she's she's kind of taken aside, like you know. Other well, characters it's because of what her. she is. That's that's the kind of character she is. She's only good as a sidekick type thing. And uh, like the only the only bits in this book, I think she is, is that when Catman's freaking out, she just writes out a pat. Is he okay? I think we should kill him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, and then her. you know when they're taking out the guards, she takes out some guards. That's yeah. the only bit she's focused on. Well, when she was in uh, Birds of Prey, that's all she did. Same exact thing. I'm saying, but then you talk about like porcelain. All she did was weaken the walls. That's the only bit you really yeah, saw her. Yeah, I'd like true. to get to know her more. Yeah. I don't know I'm a lot sh- about porcelain. I don't recall the character I'd, off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm sure you will because I, I mean, you don't get the idea like a uh, Suicide Squad that this will be not. a rotating team. I hope not. It seems like it would be weird to have it because of the way it's set up that these they're breaking out together. That you would think that they're. They should a all team. go their separate ways after this. Yeah, I so don't know. I, I have a feeling together. it's like they're like the A team. They're going to be on. The, <laughs> they're going to be on the run. Uh, that'd be good. But you know what? Speaking of uh, Suicide Squad, that's my next book, New Suicide Squad number seven, and it's written by Sean Ryan with art by uh, Tom D- Darinick, Rob Hunter, and Vicente Cifuentes. Cifuentes. And we mentioned in the news part of the podcast that there will be a new team coming in June. Uh, so this team is going to be done next issue, and I, for one, am glad. And I'll uh, tell you, 
it's sad because when this team was first uh well first off they had an original team in a death stroke it had yeah. uh, joker's daughter but then that kind of went south and this team well now i'm trying to think off the top of my head it is <laughs> black mana yep captain harley. boomerang harley reverse flash and man bat Yes. I'm not missing anybody, right? I don't believe you are. And then there's also a behind-the-scenes thing with Deadshot trying to rehab from the uh, one of the failed missions at the beginning, the first arc. And I don't remember reading that. That's in that yeah, block? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it's seeing very, that it's at the all. First, it's the first two pages. He's, <laughs> he's there at a shooting range. I have no going, memory of that don't at you? all. He's, gonna, he's, like, he's at a shooting range. He's going to try to shoot, and he obviously has some issues. He's got nerves, whatnot. He knows he's not the same. PTSD. Yeah, but um, Amanda Waller is the you know the head again. What I hope is in this next team, I really do hope that Deadshot ends up being like a uh, consultant with right. uh, Amanda Waller, which I think that's what they're getting at. Better than James uh, Gordon Jr. You never know, yeah, because I, I do like Deadshot. It's that, and it's also one of those where he could yell at Waller about how it is on the field, what you yeah. know, stuff like that. But in the meantime, this. Um, this book itself has has gotten a little stale already, which it did before. I I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's just to me. I know you said you liked this issue. I I enjoyed the hell of it. I like yeah, the story, I, I like the art. To me, there's there's a lot of problems, and what the, the problem is is that you're seven issues in, you're still getting um, this kind of character moments where. You know, Captain Boomerang is, is arguing with Black Mana. Black Mana is like, oh, I didn't volunteer for this, whatever. That and you was find, bullshit. And you're like, what? And he's oh, you And then again, this I said this in my review. I said it in comments on the site. Um, the whole thing with Black Mana, we know the whole <laughs> concept. We know that if there's no Aquaman, then there's no Black Mana, which is weird because there's no Aquaman in this book, and there's still Black. He's still doing something. Yeah. So, so to me, by now, he would have said to himself, listen, I know that my whole thing has been involved with killing Aquaman. It's not going to happen. Let me get over it, and let's get on with this. I'm going to do my sentence, which he says he volunteered, but he'll go and try to do some good. Maybe that would be the spin, that he's going to, instead of being so centered on killing Aquaman, he's going to do some things to become a better person. Because to me, Black Mana, when he first, you know, he wasn't always a bad guy. No. He just wants to kill Aquaman. And without that, he could be a good, you know, he could be a leader of this team and try to do good. But instead, he's still going on, and there's the bit in the book where he tells uh, Captain Boomerang that basically everyone he kills, he pictures as being Aquaman. So you get that. But the, the main, the other big story has <laughs> hold been... Hold on a second. Okay, hold on. Well, the, weirdest, the weirdest part for me, though, was uh, all it was was uh, Black Man just saying, oh, I volunteered for this, and then Captain Boomerang just asked, why would you do that? And the thing is, they're fighting for their lives. They're trying not to die. Yeah, yeah, and they're talking. And Black Man is just going through his entire yep. life story. Well, and that's I'm like, what I'm I, saying. This is what I don't let. I didn't I'm, ask for your autobiography, brother. Yeah, again, this happens. Oh, it's happened in the past issues with Reverse Flash where it's more about how he doesn't have his full powers. How, right. oh, he's slow. Obviously he's here. not as fast. So you keep going. It happens again. He gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, you have Harley. With, it, all of it is like this weird forced team building to me it's it's yeah. so forced but the the whole story has been this arc is about uh the chinese government trying to develop their own superheroes they they've made clones the clones went bad they went in to blow up the the clone factory and one got out 
which I'd like to call Starman. I'm okay with that. You good with that? Because yeah. I looked all over. I, I didn't go back to the other issue, but I don't think he's been named yet. So Starman it is. He has a big star on his chest. So what this is is Amanda Waller's like, oh, there's a clone missing. Uh, go get him. So they head off. They decide to go to an abandoned city in China. And what uh, Black <laughs> Mana describes is that these cities were built, but nobody ever moved in. So it's not that there were people there and left. They were Not never. They were never, never habitated. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they never had people living in them. So they go, and Starman's in this copy of Metropolis. That's the city they go into, and that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh, fun. There's a kind of a running joke in the background of all the different awful things in Metropolis, like a suicide slum. Right. Stuff like that, but uh, the Chinese have misinterpreted it as being like something A good. nice neighborhood. Yeah, it's like, come and move into sunny suicide slum where all the rich <laughs> and famous go to party. Translation's not really good there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did like that, but uh, what they do, they run in the Starman and start a fight. And they're, basically this issue is a couple of fights strung together. The first fight, though, is with the Suicide Squad against Starman, and they start fighting in a supermarket. And somehow, now this, I told you, the city never had people living in it, but somehow they've stocked the shelves with food. See, I, I didn't even notice. It I really no bothered me. They, because gets, I didn't notice it at all. They, they start fighting, and food, potato chips and snacks are flying all over. Why, why are they there? <laughs> why? Nobody moved in. It's not that they were there and left. Black Mana says China, China does this all the time where they build – Replica cities, and then something happens that never pans out. Nobody moves in. But I guess you could say that when they first build them, they, I, it just bothered me. Here. It really bothered me. It just seemed that, I don't know. For, it's one of those little things that take you out of the issue, and for some uh, reason that did. But you have, this, you have this big fight. and uh, One of the funny things in the fight is the Starman's fighting a man bat. And in the, in the middle of the thing, Amanda Waller just decides she's going to use Manbat as a bomb and blows up his head to try <laughs> to kill Starman. The the other thing that I noticed that uh, was kind of cool. I'm glad you noticed this. That the the device she had, you saw that? Uh-huh. That it had like eight uh, buttons. Right. Which is more than the squad. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's still, you know, you could say that uh, Deadshot still has one, maybe Deathstroke, but it, it was kind of cool that uh, there's some other people out there that have bombs in their head, and they, they might not even know. That's not actually what I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, uh, what? what? Because it's at that scene, too, where you see that Amanda Waller has a big-ass cheese. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she, yeah, that's, yeah, she's gone off the deep end. Yeah. A while ago, she had, what was it, pulled pork, right? Yeah. And now... Yeah, she's starting to eat a lot. I'm she's, waiting for Big Wallace to come back. She's stress eating. But, yeah, she has a big be... old hamburger. Though yeah. I looked, I, I actually thought, you know what? There there was too much uh, too much green going on in that hamburger. I'm not a big fan of a lot of stuff. I, I But, uh, yeah, it was a hamburger. Ew, vegetables. She's starting, to, she's starting to eat a lot. It would be funny. Actually, when I first read the issue and that happened, I went back to lo uh, look to see if maybe – she, they showed that she had gained a little bit of weight. I looked too. I didn't, uh, I didn't you appear can't so. Tell, though she looks a lot of like Condoleezza Rice, this uh, issue. And, I, and I didn't see that. her assistant seems to have gained a lot of weight, though. Her I big, don't really have a lot of background with her, so I think yeah, it's just yeah, a big no, lady. She was a big lady before, but uh, yeah. But what happens then when um, 
Starman is fighting him. Man, Pat's head blows up. And then the <laughs> Chinese government shows up. Uh, and they want to control Starman. Uh, it, kind of like uh, he's a failure. Yeah. So they show up out of nowhere with all these tanks. And they got a, a professor and a general. And they're like, okay, control him. All of a sudden he gets controlled. And he doesn't want to. He yells out, no more said in the review kind of like an nfl commercial <laughs> against domestic violence which you know what yeah, nobody, let's, let's, nobody let's should laugh, laugh about, about that yeah, Eric. Laugh about you it, are so. awful I am but what awful. he does is he he tears off his uh, his mask helmet mask whatever it would be and Cal. now he um he's not controlled anymore so what they do is they shoot every bit of artillery they have at him and he goes flying through. He hits the Daily Planet, the faux Daily Planet, which the big giant planet falls off. And the issue ends with what appears to be Harley about to die. Yeah. And if you – they show Starman. He's out. It looks like yeah. he is out. Uh, Captain Boomerang is kind of like, oh, no. Uh, Black Man, of course, you can't tell, but he's just looking. <laughs> and Reverse Flash is happy. Uh, we know that Harley's not dying. Yeah. Um, something's going to happen. Maybe Superman shows up. What do you think? No, absolutely not. No. I, I you know, you would guess that Starman's going to wake up and, and save her. Or something. Maybe Reverse Flash will get her. But she's not going to go. But uh, Honestly, I thought about this for a little while. I don't know what, how we're going to come back from this cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, that when you look, I'm looking at it right now. This thing appears to be like 15 feet from yeah. there. There's no way she's living, uh, but she will. And then whatever happens, I guess this this whole arc is the Starman arc will end, and um, then they'll have a new team. I I don't know. I, I have not been a fan of the book. Uh, actually, I've been a fan of the book. I've not been a fan of the last few issues. Uh, I just it it seems to be getting stale, and this is a book that should just be nonstop fun, and it, uh, to me it stopped being fun. I I gave it a five out of ten. I would have given it a probably seven. Yeah, yeah, uh, and again the, there was, the art was great. I there liked was three artists, and I like I said I like the art of the I like Starman. Yeah. I really like the backgrounds. Yeah. I do not like the Harley, and I have. Oh, that's liked... the only problem I have with the books—the way Harley looks. Yeah, I, have, I haven't liked Harley um, since uh, Jeremy Roberts, I believe, was the um, the initial um, ba 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 the initial artist, mm -hmm. and I really liked his art. Uh, since then, I have not liked the Harley that they get. It's like a weird. Um, first off, she's too thin, and she just looks like a devil. Odd. But no, all the devil. other yeah, devil. All the other characters though, I like. Um, I really like the Man Bat too. I think Man Bat's pretty I, cool. I really like Black Manor. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I give it a five, and hopefully the new team in June will, will get things back on track. And have I a think, few within the new fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have <laughs> one last book, right? Yeah, one last book yeah. from me this week. It's uh, World's Finest number thirty-one. Written by Everybody Loves Paul Levitz. Yeah. And art by Jed Doherty and Chris Sotomayor. You know who doesn't like Paul Levitz? This guy? Yeah, you. I, I really do not like him. No, I know. Uh, not a lot of people do anymore. This book is just more of the same that we've gotten since Superman and Batman took over the uh, world's finest title of Earth 2. And it's Red Tornado going through and giving a log like she's about to die and hopefully someday somebody will find her body in the logs that she's made so everybody knows... This world's finest duo 
but there's not a lot to it. It's just like little chapters where this apocalyptic entry keeps like going into their lives throughout time, trying to like woo Clark into the dark side or for dark side, if you want to put it that way, pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boo. Uh, boo. Or, boo earns. Down, boo earns. Uh, I've, I've been waiting all week for that setup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? I, oh. I even... God. I almost, I almost even didn't put it there in my review because I actually had that in my review with the dark yeah. side. So going towards the dark side, I'm like, wait, he is for the dark side. Woo! Right. I'm clever. Anyway, that would have probably went better last night at like 2 a.m. if we were doing this. Yeah, probably. Ugh. But uh, this, it's this book. This this chapter of the book is when the invasion of apocalypse starts happening, and for some reason that means satellites falling from the sky, and the biggest satellite, the biggest like uh. Danger zone is Metropolis. Danger zone in the danger zone. <laughs> um, so we have all these uh, wonders coming out. We have Superman, Supergirl, Batman, Catwoman, and Robin all trying to save people. In Metropolis as the sky is falling, mm. and it's really the worst. You have Superman going through doing all the shit. You know what Batman's idea of saving people are? What's that? He's flying around in the bat plane with a gigantic net hanging out the back <laughs> to catch people as they fall. That sounds good. They're just gonna keep falling. Yeah, it's not I was like, gonna say that's that's not gonna hurt them at all. There's a, a movie net. where you're hanging out the back on a net. And I can't remember what the hell it is, and they're trying. It might have been a Bond movie even, but I'm thinking people just keep falling off of this thing. It's that's not I, helping people. When you say I didn't read this issue, right? Uh, what I picture is a long like a a, bur- or a butterfly net coming out. So there's a long pole and a big net, and they all fall in, and then they they all no, crunch no, into each other like and that. they no. suffocate. It, it looks like a uh, like a, if Spider-Man made wings with okay. a webbing, you know what I'm saying? It's just a big thing that hangs out the back. And I'm like, Planet of the Apes has better net technology than fucking Batman at this point. That's what they deal in. I know. That's, it's, that's why I love watching this movie. It's talking about the great net technology. Yes. But, so Them and the Ewoks. All it is is, yeah, and the Ewoks. They're great at it, too. <laughs> um, yeah, the Ewoks have better net technology than Batman. Yeah. So I don't know how he's saving folks, but this is going on. And they, Batman and Superman talk to each other. Superman's going to go up and try to stop more satellites from falling, hoping, hoping to find the person who's doing this in the act of doing it so he can, you know, deal with them. And Batman just flies off and then breaks into Terry Sloan's house and steals the hunk of kryptonite that he got last issue that fell to Earth. And you don't, know, you don't have a proper timeline, so you have no idea how long this hunk of kryptonite's been in Terry Sloan's care or why Batman wants it right now. Yeah. It just happens. And I'm, a good book. And then it goes back to Lois Lane talking about like she's she's narrating in this red tornado, but it goes back to how she goes back to the Daily Planet, and apparently that's where she dies in this world. Yeah. And the whole entry bit of this book for that that apocalyptian, Supergirl goes to a bunker where I guess she stays, and, and she just is there, and it's like I was told to kill the mortal by my master Darkseid. I'm guessing they mean Batman. I don't know. It's the mortal, and she kicks the shit out of Kara. And then boom tubes away. There we go. That's Who, the entire book. What what book is Paul Levitz doing a book next in June? Not that I know of. Uh, he actually he might be. I don't even remember. I can't remember. Cause man, uh, I hope he isn't. For your sake. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get stuck with him. I know that. Yeah. I, I, I wish I, I could think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, no. I remember when um when this whole history of Earth 2 business was going to yeah. start, you were kind of excited, thinking that maybe this would be like his uh, his uh, zone. 
it's like a re- like a redeemable quality because when he was writing when it was Power Girl and Huntress, all it was was Power Girl getting naked all the time yeah, or yeah. clothes burning off. And then I'm like, okay, Batman and Superman, two two dudes. It's in his wheelhouse. He can write these yeah, characters. Yeah. And it, it's just it hasn't just been those, in his wheelhouse, has it? It's just those two throughout the time of Earth Two before the invasion of Apocalypse. But and the only underlining thread that connects these is Entry keeps showing up to freaking try to sway Clark over to Dark Side. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying no. They kicked her. They kicked her ass last month. And he, but it just keeps happening, and it's just get closer and closer. I don't even know what the last issue's going to be. Maybe where Superman dies, or when he's in Decide's clone labyrinth after they, everybody thinks he's dead, and they're trying to clone him to like to be more compatible yeah. with what yeah. Darkseid yeah, wants. Yeah, it's, it's weird to think of what how they're going to end it. It's just not been good. Mm. Like Jed Doherty has this weird style, though. It it's like Superman has almost like a cherub quality with his cheeks mm-hmm. when you look at him. Like it's. It looks almost like he's going for a retro style to try to make these like these golden age characters the way they like you know give it a uh, compliment to what the, to the golden age characters that once were that these are based off of. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's I I enjoy that. It's not like I'm saying it's not something I would normally go for, but I can see maybe I, I, this is me talking on my ass. I don't know if this is what he's going for. This is what I, my brain is made up yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I appreciate that. I gave this issue a four out of ten. It's just nonsense over and over again, and nothing really happens in the story. And stuff that does happen, no explanation. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it, brother that's boy. That's it. That's all the books. There was uh, twelve books, and uh, I think um, in a week or two, I think that I'm gonna do a little thing uh, beforehand, like a little pre-recorded thing for the digital books. So. We kind of have gotten uh, – we've lost track of the, the um, digital stuff, both oh, of yes. us. Yeah. I, I used to be so on the digital titles. I am so far behind Arrow Season yeah. 2.5 and Mortal Kombat right yeah. now. I have to freaking get back on track. Yeah, my my old thing I, – I keep up with Injustice because that to me is, is the big book. Yes, the big one. Uh, I mean so. that's like if, if they treat – and DC does treat the uh, digital stuff pretty uh, crappily. Crap- the word crappily. I would just say poorly, but yeah. They poorly. They, they treat it poorly, but um, to me, Injustice is almost a regular book. Right. You know what I mean? It's like right under there. It's, the, it's To me, it's the cream of the crop. Of it's the, in between the, the tier. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is lost in this weird uh, netherworld between both. But I, I so I, I do keep up with that. But man, I've I've fallen behind on everything else. Uh, Wonder Woman seventy seven I really enjoyed, but that seems to have fallen off. And I that's on a hiatus right well, now. Well, doing research, what little research I had, I even contacted a couple people, including Mark and Draco, the writer, and never right. got a response. But uh, uh, to me, it seems like it's not going to be back until like the end of April or early May. Shit, which is so odd. But um. They're back to Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman, which I thought was canceled. So I've been behind on that, uh, but we'll, I'm going to try to keep up with that. And then what I'm going to do like is, fun. what I'm going to do is um, have like a um, digital spotlight type thing yeah. that I'll pre-record and kind of talk about one or two of the digital books. I'm sure every week it'll include Injustice and then one of them. Uh, so if anybody's listening to this and wonders why we don't talk about the digital books, that's why it's me. Because it takes forever uh, well, yeah, to talk about the regular books. But also books. I've, I've just fallen behind myself, and I know you have. Yes. Uh, Daniel has on his, I think. I don't know. I don't know what he's uh, doing or not doing. And, um, yeah, that's that. I, I think the Batman is done. Is I think it? he I gave up. I think he gave up oh, on Batman. Yeah, no, okay. it's still going. 
<laughs> but I think he gave up just like I did. At, at a bit, you get done. It's a weird book. You you do like one arc, and then you realize how crazy it is, and you stop doing it. But I like the first arc. After that, I was done. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so again, I'm talking to like one person about the digital books out there. Some big fan of digital stuff. But uh, after Batman Beyond and uh, Justice League Beyond, and those books kind of faded, and also. Uh, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of fell off on on a lot of the other ones, which sucks, you know. But I also have a life. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You know, I would say that somebody else I know, pish poshes the uh, digital titles as well. Yes, I pish posh a bit. Yeah, you do, and now you see it's not as easy, is it, buddy? I, I always oh, have. The, oh, you and off. your digital titles. You, what does it take you two minutes to review? Hey, I was done all my books yesterday. Were you? I got done today. Yeah, I had two more than you. Fuck off. Yeah, but uh, where's I was looking for your secret origins. Uh, yeah, I did. I forgot about that book for completely that. last week. I think it was. But yeah, I, I have think no that, idea how that ever. Like, I, I think that if anybody listens to this and wonders about the site, I think the next couple of days we're going to be doing a lot of catch up. Yeah, because I'm I, I'm I, behind. I still have Aquaman and the others from a couple of weeks ago. I have Infinity Man and the Forever People and. What is that? Star Spangled War Stories featuring yeah. G.I. Zombie. I almost I forgot to... the title again. <laughs> I and have I, comics of Justice League Dark and Secret Origins. Man, I, um, I should, if I get inspired, it's getting a little later, but I might have Deathstroke from a couple weeks ago up. Nice. Because uh, I fell behind on that, too. But that's it for tonight. That's all we got for you, people. Yeah, that's it. So it's another have long you... one, though. Yeah, it is another long one. We've got to fucking shorten this thing down a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. We just Here do seem, I. Like I said to you, it seems that a lot of people uh, worry that they're not going to have enough to say. We have diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> so we we got to cut it down. We'll try. But if anybody wants to send us some uh, listener mail again, it's uh, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. What's our website? Website is weirdsciencedccomics.blogspot.com. And you always oh, no, say, no, no. I, I what? Change, that's not right, is it? dccomicsblog.blogspot? What? DC Com- Weird Science DC Comics blog dot okay, blogspot.com, I believe. Yes, but like you said, correct. you always say that you can put it in a search engine and look yeah. up Weird Science DC Comics. That's what I expect everyone to do. Yeah, we'll be there. And uh, we try to review every comic, and then we'll talk about them at the end of each week. That seems to be the plan. And it sounds good. And that's a wrap. Yeah, I'll see everybody in seven. Yep, I'll see you. Bad, bad, bad boys. Boys.